Welcome to another fun-filled hashtag Friday edition of, of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. <laughs> Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and IG at CK80. That's at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can catch sports. You can catch Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago live every Monday and Friday, right here from noon to two p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports on Chicago. Once again, Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday, right here on Sports on Chicago, live and in living color. And you make sure you uh, download that Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's the Apple iTunes Store or Google Play, wherever you get your apps. Make sure it says Sports on Chicago. Why? Because you can catch uh, live shows like ours, Sega City Sports, uh, any of our five live shows. If you miss them, you can go back and catch the replay, the audio version, and the video version of any of our shows, including this one. And make sure you sports, follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, follow Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. That's W-A-R-R on Anchor on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, if you want to catch the audio version of Second City Sports. And speaking of war media, you can follow those guys on all social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at W-A-R-R Media. That's once again at War Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. And before we get started, if you want to participate in today's show and any part doing our, our, our show today from now until 2 o'clock, you can do so by going to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments or questions in the, in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. We love you guys. You've been a great audience so far. But if, if somebody decides to troll or go off and do something stupid, Lakina has my permission to give you the Beerland Beer Boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, as far as guests is concerned, we'll have new sports director of CBS2 Chicago, Mr. Marshall Harris. He'll join us uh, at the top of next hour to talk Chicago sports, his career, and perhaps 90s R&B music. <laughs> we'll give you a hint about that. That's next hour. And of course, at 1.30, we'll have Christine Manica, our buddy from KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's going to help us. Um, preview and pick uh, our games uh, for week nine in the National Football League. Lakina, I won't, I'm not going to ask you now. I know we, we mentioned this uh, during our last show on Monday. All of us did bad, but yeah. I want to see who's <laughs> who survived with the lead after last week. Uh, Halloween was uh, something else in the National Football League. And, and mm-hmm. we saw what we saw last night between Indianapolis and the New York Jets. Uh, and we see we that again this Sunday. <laughs> This is going to get crazy, but we'll talk uh, NFL later. Right now, let's start off uh, this uh, edition of Hashtag Football Friday with some basketball talk, in particular the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls right now are sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference uh, with a 6-2 and two record, they split their games earlier this week. They defeated the Boston Celtics on Monday by the score of 128-114 to after trailing by 18 points. They're the first team since the shot clock era to win their game by 14 points or more after trailing by 18 points in the first half. And, of course, they lost to Philadelphia on Wednesday by the score of 103-98. Um, to Lakina, let's go to the Boston game 
uh, this past Monday. DeMar DeRozan, as Stacey King on the broadcast said, DeRozan's in the house. <laughs> DeRozan's been the closer for this young for this Bulls team during this uh, early start of the season so far. He had 37.6 rebounds, two assists. Jalen Brown led Boston with 28.7 rebounds and three assists. Lakina just... My quick review of the Boston win. The Bulls came out hot early, especially from the field, shooting from three-point range. Uh, they got the ball inside. Ayu Dusuma had a career-high 14 points. Uh, he looked good on 6-6 six six shooting. Uh, of course, in that third quarter, the Bulls couldn't find their stroke. Uh, that's how Boston got back in the game and developed that 18-point lead. But the Bulls turned it up defensively in that fourth quarter, and that's how they got the victory, and the shots went down again. 39-11 was that fourth quarter mm -hmm. score. And, you know, Io had, you know, 14 points off the bench. And, you know, DeRozan, the 37 points. You know, I remember hearing a lot of national pundits say that, oh, well, DeRozan's not a good fit for the Bulls. Where are they going to, where are they going to fit him? Where is he going to play? You know, how is he, is that going to get along? I've heard like all, I heard all of that. We heard all mm -hmm. of that during the offseason. Uh, he's been in just fine. Thank you very much. He was three for four from three and, you know, hit some big shots late. Kind of put the dagger on them, you know. They got like they got Marcus Smart to kind of like you know let out some grievances there. That that's another thing that we'll talk mm -hmm. probably talk about later. But you know they had great contributions. It's a good that was a good team win. Vujovic had a double double. Lonzo added twenty added twelve. Zach had twenty six and you know had a couple couple of uh, uh, big you know rebounds late. So look, I think this is the type of win that you want. Now we'll talk about it in the Philly game, but I don't want this to be a habit. Now let, let's not mm -hmm. let's not make this into a habit where hey let's go down like you know like twelve point twelve or fourteen points and then we can kind of come back. No, you don't want to do that because you can't afford to do that against the Milwaukee Bucks and the the Brooklyn Nets. You can't afford to do and even a lot of teams in the Western Conference. You can't afford to do those type of things. So let, let's see if we can kind of you know find the find the, uh, the the mojo, find the groove, and just hopefully we can kind of be consistent. And let's remember too with P will being gone for the year, there's going to be different guys that. You know, they're going to need contributions when Javante Green has some nice contribution. Uh, you know, Derrick Jones Jr., you may see him more during the lineup. I think Caruso is doing what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, look, look, you know, Coach Dolphin's got a lot of pieces to play with. So I think that's that's what really helps in that sense. You know, one guy goes down, the other guy step up. Uh, another guy struggles, you know, another the other guy steps up. So I think that's sort of like a good thing, you know, to to kind of have move around. And yes, what's up, Armando? Right back at you, my friends. You know, thanks for listening as always. You know, Armando's one of our big listeners here on this station. And you know, so so what do you think? What's your kind of synopsis of that Monday game? Oh, the Bulls bench scoring 30 plus points, as you mentioned, Alex Caruso. If you if Bulls fans haven't paid attention to him by now, uh, I don't know what you're waiting on. And he's been one of the difference makers coming off the bench for the Bulls, uh, scoring rise in a surprising role. But we told you guys he was going to bring that intense intensity defensively from the point guard position from the perimeter. He's been doing that so far this year. He's adding uh, a shooting touch from the outside, in particular from three. And so I'm proud of him for that. Like I said, Derrick Jones Jr. got some tick. On Monday, and that Bulls bench uh, was a big part of uh, another big part of why they they beat Boston uh, on Monday, scoring thirty plus points. Now we'll review their performance against Philadelphia in just a moment. But uh, Ayo Dusuma, as we mentioned at the top of the show, he had a great game. Uh, he he, this kid couldn't miss. Uh, obviously, his the best game of his young NBA career. So you had to be encouraged by that. Of course, Tony Bradley Jr. Uh, he has some tape, but he has a foul trouble early on too. So hopefully, as he gets his feet wet and get into the system, uh, we expect more from him uh, as, as time goes on. As, as you mentioned, 
with the Patrick Williams injury. And so the Bulls have a lot of young pieces, as you mentioned. I'm glad you brought up Javante Green, Lakina. Of course, he's in the starting lineup replacing Patrick Williams. I like this kid a lot. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame just yet. I'm not putting him in the All-Star game, anything like mm-hmm. that. But this kid can jump out the gym. And he has that athleticism. There's something that this Bulls team hasn't had for a long time. And so he could get up and down the floor. Uh, he can score inside with the best of them. I just want to see him improve defensively because, you know, young players like that, if they're not committed fully on defense, they'll get burned. And that's what's going to get you on the bench for a long time. But I like Javon Taker. He's become fastly become one of my new favorite Bulls players. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he's definitely going to be a, a cold figure, one of the cold figures here in Chicago. Now let's move on to the uh, the Sixers game. Sort of like the same situation that happened a couple of days ago. Uh, they went down early, and they just, but unfortunately, just you know, couldn't do it. They got, I think, they got to as to as low as like 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 six, but then like they weren't, you know, Seth Curry, not Steph, Seth Curry, you know, hits a couple <laughs> of couple of key shots, and apparently, I guess what Joel Embiid's undefeated against the Bulls in, in his career. So go go figure. So. You know, but you know the the Bulls. The good news is the Bulls actually has a chance to get them back tomorrow, and they're kind of you know the Sixers are having starting to have like kind of COVID issues there. So, well, what was your sort of quick you know, quick you know, summary of Wednesday's game? Yeah, just taking a page out of your playbook, Lakina, especially against good teams like Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you cannot fall behind and expect to spend all your energy coming back and then you fall short because that's going to catch up with you, especially later on in the season. You definitely cannot do that in the playoffs. As we said before, you give this Bulls team credit for fighting back, but you can't put yourself in a hole uh, too many times, and and that's going to spend a lot of energy, especially with your superstar players. Now, DeRozan had a great game again with 37 points. Zach Levine, as you mentioned, on Shonda Meyer, he's playing with one hand right now. Uh, he struggled from the three-point land, shooting two or seven, but he did contribute with uh, 27 points. But it was only uh, 13 points total, Lakino, from yep. your bench, uh, comparing uh, comparing to 30-plus points against Boston. That's not going to get it done. Uh, you didn't get much from your bench outside of Caruso and a little bit right. of Desumu, but uh, 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 the situation has to, has to change for Chicago as far as their bench plays are concerned. They, they have to be more consistent. And as I said before, Lakino, now with the injury to Williams, I want to see Tony Bradley Jr. and whoever else – uh, it's going to step up defensively coming off the bench to get those rebounds because we had Daniel Gafford last year before he was traded. We had the Daniel Tice uh, last year. Of course, now he's with Houston. You brought that intensity from the big man position off the bench defensively. We don't have that now. And so it's up to Tony Bradley Jr. and some of these other guys to f- uh, fill in those roles a- until maybe uh, – AK or Mark Eversley um, decides to bring in the big guy at the trade deadline. So uh, everybody on the bench defensively is going to have to big, pick it up because at the Vucevic, you really have a small lineup. Yeah. And I know some people are already worried about Vucevic, you know, since he's had mm-hmm. his struggles, you know, to score four points on that in that game on Wednesday. But mm-hmm. I feel like I think he just needs to keep shooting. I know some people say, hey, take him out the lineup and replace, replace him with what? He's your one like good interior exactly. guy. On- Big interior guy on the inside. So, you know, for people who are kind of calling for him to sort of, you know, let, let you know, get him out the lineup, you know, maybe that's like maybe that's the only way he'll be able to kind of get back into it. And look, I, I kind of feel like at this point you have to just, you know, he'll he'll get it together. I I feel like he'll definitely, you know, get you know, get his groove back. And I, I kind of feel mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? Let, let, let's just look, it's gonna take him a little bit, but yeah, I think he'll get it together. 
You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color on the Hashtag Football Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Kenny here with you, Second City Sports. If you want to comment or uh, have a question for us during any point of our show today, you can go to um, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your comments or questions in the comment section. We can get them up on the screen for you as this during this block we're, we're talking bulls in nba like getting back to the bulls like i said vucevic i've uh, been worried about him a little bit uh you, he's just gonna have to play through it like i said what's gonna replace him with as we just mentioned they have a lack of depth behind them as far as uh young big man right now so you just got to let him um play himself through, through this and i think he'll be fine we all know that when he was brought here last year, he he's not a defensive player. He's an offensive player. He can get you those rebounds from the offensive end, but defensively, he has to be adequate. Uh, he's not Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan when he's going to block shots and uh, mm-hmm. patrol the paint and uh, dominate from that area. He's not that guy. He's never been that guy. I don't expect it to be that guy overnight. He has to be somewhat adequate on, on the defensive end, but uh, offensively, uh, uh, it's going to take him a little bit more time. I know some folks don't want to hear that, but I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I know some people say well, he's over 30, he's already washed up. I think, no, look, this, he's been one of the most consistent guys in the NBA since he, since he came on. So I think people need to kind of just chill on that. I think, like you said mm-hmm. before, he was the guy in Orlando. People forget that, and there wasn't really much around him. Maybe Aaron Gordon, a couple other guys, but you know, Vooch was the Evan guy. Fourier, and now he's that's about a, it. A yep. team where he doesn't have to be yeah, and no, he now he's on a team where he doesn't need to be that guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be that guy. So now you know he's starting to learn like what's what his role is. So I think let's let's give him some time. He'll he'll find it. And look, you know this is sort of he came back in the middle of last year. So uh, mm-hmm. so what, what what else caught your eye in, in the NBA this week? Let's go back to last night's game between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the your Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers took it on the chin again, 107-104 at Staples Center. The Thunder are 2-6 and six on the year. Both their victories have come against the Lakers of both games uh, LeBron James has missed. Now, LeBron James will be missing a week uh, due to his abdominal strain in- injury. Anthony Davis, who got hurt in last night's game, he came back, scored 29 points, grabbed 18 rebounds, and dished five assists. Sh- uh, shy Gildas Alexander had 28 points, including a Steph Curry, Dame Lillard type local three with under a minute to go, which turned out to be the difference in the game. Lakina, we all know that Oklahoma City is a college basketball team at best when you look at the names on the roster. But uh, for some reason this year, mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers, the, uh, they had the Lakers number. Of course, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis got into it with Williams. And I believe at Alexander last night uh, 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 yeah. after that shot. So, and of course, that next play, Oklahoma City uh, got the inbounds pass in and they had the dunk to cut it to four before Carmelo Anthony cut it to one with a three pointer. And of course, OKC wrapped it up with two free throws. But Lakina, everybody's worried about the Lakers. If you're a Lakers fan, you should be worried, not only because uh, of the chemistry, but LeBron James, uh, we are, let's, let's, let's face it, he's not going to play 82 games anymore in this at, at this stage of his career. He's in his, I believe, his 19th season. And so, you know, those tires have started to wear down. And, of course, he's been injured two out of three years. He's been in Los Angeles. So uh, I know some people suspected that he's low managing. I think he is just a little bit. If you're the Lakers, you have to be smart right now, even though this is the 
not even the first full month into the new season yet. You have to be careful because this is about the long one. Would you like for him to play at least 70, 75 games? Yes, but I don't know if that's going to be possible for him. Anthony Davis as well, even as we said, the offense goes through, should go through him, and it did last night, obviously, without LeBron. But the most consistent player, actually two, but the most consistent players that I've been, been impressed with with the Lakers so far is Carmelo Anthony and Kim Bazemore. Yeah, well, 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 baseball didn't have a good night last night. You know, he was only, mm-hmm. you know, he only had two points. And DeAndre Jordan only had one point. That's not going to help you. You know, Carmelo's been the most consistent guy. Maybe he, maybe he needs to be in the starting lineup. You know, there are folks that are already maybe asking, perhaps maybe my, you know, Frank Vogel's head. You know, can he coach mm-hmm. all these guys? You need somebody to kind of hold down the fort until LeBron comes back. Rondo didn't have any points. So you wonder that is it just as much of a talent issue as it's more of a, co- a coaching issue, especially if they get into the, the 504 as of right now. If mm-hmm. they you know, go to like maybe 20 games in and they're still like still struggling right at 500, so heads are going to be rolling in Los Angeles. So I think they need to kind of get it together, you know, do it quick because there's going to be a lot of people. And the first person that's going to get the blame is Frank Vogel not being able to coach this team. So we'll just have to wait and see. And the Lakers have a six-game road trip coming up, which kicks off Saturday night Saturday night at Portland uh, at 9.30 p.m. Chicago time. We'll give you the um, the key games coming up this weekend in the association in just a moment as you're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday. Uh, we're live at 11 Color City. Lakina with you as we talk uh, NBA basketball. Lakina, another big story from the league this week. Actually, it, the story broke yesterday from Baxter Holmes of ESPN.com. Of course, the Robert Sarver situation. He's the owner of the Phoenix Suns. There, there have been reports that, uh, of misogyny and racism, him using it in word um, with a certain black employees. Of course, um, ex-head co- head coach uh, Earl Watson, who's currently an assistant coach with the Toronto Raptors, came out and said that uh, he was in a report that said that, yeah, uh, the, uh, Mr. Server uh, uh, said some uh, uh, um, some some egregious things and he told them uh, uh, don't say, you can't say those words around me or, or my players. And of course, Lindsey Hunter, who's now the uh, uh, head coach at Mississippi Valley state in college basketball. Of course he came from, uh, I believe Jacksonville state. Uh, and when the Jackson Pistons drafted Jackson him, state. Jackson state, Jackson sorry. State. Yeah. Jackson state. Yeah. Um, um, he was a replacement for Isaiah Thomas back in the mid nineties. He was on uh, the odd couple on Fox sports radio net last night because he was the interim coach uh, a decade ago at Phoenix. He said uh, he didn't hear any of that stuff, but he heard through uh, Lance Blanks, who was another former NBA player who was the GM at the time. And Lance Blanks told the, uh, the owner said some crazy things to him as well. And Lindsey Hunter said in that interview last night, uh, if someone uh, uh, said something to me like that, I would have addressed them and spoke out about it right away. So uh, this uh, story is far from over, Lakina. I know many people have compared it to the Donald Sterling situation. I know that was a big issue when Adam Silver took over during the 2014 uh, playoffs. That was, that's when the, that whole thing went down. Uh, when the, I know the league is now currently launching their own investigation, but if they find some more things on top of this, they have no choice but to force uh, server to to uh, servant to uh, sell sell the Suns. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah. It- Look, if you read the initial report, you know the, the allegations, as as you, if you will, that it's not it, it's not pretty. And look, your mm-hmm. Earl Watson was upfront about it when he was in the you know the head coach there. He said, mm-hmm. "Look, there was some stuff that happened, and you know, and look, and, t- t- and understandably, he's not going to say anything until I'm sure the NBA will approach him. What's happened? Same thing with Coach Hunter. So mm-hmm. this is 
and, and, and look, you know, Monty Williams, you know, can only do control what's going on right now. So he's just going to concentrate on, you know, his team. And if the, you know, if they ask him, you know, they'll tell, they'll tell the truth and be forthright. But look, it's gotten to the point where I think folks need to, you know, like this is the kind of stuff that's not happening, you know, toxic work environments, whether it's, you know, with race or, you know, sex mm -hmm. or both, or just, you know, just mistreatment of people. I think people are not taking, are not taking it too kindly anymore. And people are speaking up about it. And, you know, it, it's, look, I, look, I, I think if, look, if, if it turns out that this stuff did happen, I think they might have to force them to sell, but you just got to wait until the, the whole report comes out. Yeah, so we mentioned before this story is long for over. So, well, uh, as soon as anything in, anything develops, uh, you can bet for sure that we'll be talking about it right here on Second City Sports, here on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, let's take a look at tonight's schedule uh, for uh, tonight's games. Uh, the Nets will visit the Pistons at 6 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time from Detroit. Of course, the uh, the Nets defeated the uh, the Pistons on their home floor last Sunday night. Of course, you have the Spurs and the Magic at the same time. Uh, the Wizards uh, will host the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, two five and three teams there. Uh, of course, the first game of the ESPN doubleheader tonight at 6.30 p.m., we have the New York Knicks traveling to Milwaukee to face the defending champion Bucks. The Knicks are 5-3. and three, The Bucks are 4-4. Four and four. At 7 o'clock, we have the second of the quote-unquote home-and-home series between the Clippers and Timberwolves. These two teams played early in the week. Actually, it was on Tuesday. The Clippers won that one, so the rematch will be tonight. And, of course, the night cap on ESPN at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, the New Orleans Pelicans will travel to San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. At the same time, we'll have the Pacers at Trailblazers and the Charlotte Hornets at the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Charlotte is 5-4. and four. The Kings checking at 4-4. Four and four. Should be a, some really good matches here tonight. For tomorrow, you got Utah and Miami. Miami hoping to bounce back from their loss to Boston last night. That should be an interesting one. That's the first game of the NBA TV doubleheader. Of course, you got Philly and Chicago. You got a very... Uh, Got an early game here in with Houston and Denver. You know that this should. This, I know some people are wondering why are they playing so early. I think it's kind of like the. It's kind. I think it's sort of. I think they got they got something scheduled. I guess for that particular day, so that's why they're doing mm -hmm. it at four o'clock. I, I I don't know what it is. I think it's a concert or something. That's why they're they're doing it this early. But that should be an interesting one. Then you got Boston and Dallas. I mean, you know, all the people in Boston. You know, Dallas had their struggles too. So. The seven thirty mm -hmm. game that should be uh, an interesting one, and also to Atlanta and Phoenix, uh, with all the stuff going on, you know, can you know the Suns, you know, now can they sort of like you know try to kind of get their head off the uh, off what's going on now? You know, Devin Booker versus Trey Young that should be a fun one, mm -hmm. and also to uh, the nine thirty, the night capper on NBA TV, you got the the LeBron list Lakers against Portland, um, AD and you know, Carmelo in the game versus uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And the Blazers, so that should be a full one at 9.30 on NBA TV. Yeah, those two teams referring to the Lakers and Blazers, even during the lean years for both those franchises, that's always been a rivalry game. Portland's always been jealous of the Lakers' uh, small town uh, team against the uh, big city lights, and uh, it's going to stink without LeBron James, but it should be a competitive one tomorrow night. I expect Damian Lillard to to Charles. He always does, especially against the Lakers. Let's go head towards uh, Sunday's action as we uh, get it locked and loaded here. The New Jersey Nets will travel to Toronto to take on the Raptors. 
at 2.30. At 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, the Cleveland Cavaliers at uh, above 500 as of this recording. They'll head to MSG to take on the New York Knicks. <laughs> uh, the new, uh, at the same time, the Utah Jazz will continue the East Coast road trip. They'll travel to Orlando to face the Magic. The Bucks will face the Wizards, and the Pacers will take on the Sacramento Kings. At 6 p.m. on NBA TV, we'll have San Antonio at Houston, two bad teams. At 7.30, we'll have Houston at the Golden State Warriors. And then at 8 o'clock, to wrap up your Sunday night, we'll have the Charlotte Hornets, Hornets at the Los Angeles Clippers. Should so be those, are your, those are your games from the association this weekend. Some of those, some of those uh, the, the Brooklyn-Toronto one, that's an early – now, so if you're in between the NFL games, you know, for folks that if the NFL games are boring, that should be a really good matchup for this for Sunday. Also to uh, Milwaukee and Washington. That's an, a tricky one there at five mm-hmm. o'clock. I think that's a, you know, Washington's doing better than a lot of people thought. So they're, I think they want to show folks they're for real beating the defending champs. You know, they've mm-hmm. had some of their various issues. You know, Chris Milton, I think is still in uh, COVID protocol. So he may not be able to play on Sunday. So some interesting matchups this weekend in the uh, in the NBA. Yes, and we'll um, give you our best and worst from the NBA um, from this upcoming weekend on our show on Monday. You're listening to Hashtag Football Friday on Second City Sports Live and Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. On the flip side, since we are at the bottom of the hour, we'll we'll give you our top games to watch for in college football for Week Ten coming up, and we'll put our capper on the. 2021 MLB season as the Atlanta Braves are your new world champions of baseball. You're listening to Second City Sports live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply.
Welcome back to Hashtag Football Friday, the second city sports live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Lakina, before we get into college football, let's put a capper on this 2021 Major League Baseball season as the Atlanta Braves are your 2021 World Series champions after defeating the Houston Astros on Tuesday in game six on the road by the score of seven to nothing. This is the first time a, a, a game clincher has a final score, a, a shutout final score since the 05 Chicago White Sox. They blanked the Houston Astros one nothing in game four. Lakina or Jorge Soler, the former Chicago Cub who had a ring with the Cubs back in 2016. He has another championship ring now with the Atlanta Braves. He's a free agent. Uh, he's uh, your, your name is uh, MVP winner for the World Series. Lakina, as, uh, as we said, as I said on our show on Monday, if the Braves couldn't win in the game six, even though I had them in seven, if the Braves couldn't get the, the Astros in game six, it was no way in hell they were going to win the game seven. But they took it to the Houston Astros right away, and they got it done. Yeah, you're look, you're happy for a lot of guys. You know, uh, Soler became just a second Cuban born player to win the World Series MVP, joining Levon Hernandez all the way back, you know, uh, you know, in 97 with the Marlins. He's also just a third World Series MVP to play for another team that same season. You know, Steve Pierce, you know, who you know, he played for the Red Sox at one there, and also Don Don Clinderin, who played for the 69, those miracles 69 Mets. And and look, I mean, they were 40, they were 44 and 45 going into the all-star break. You know, they had you know Ronald Acuna Jr., who was their mm -hmm. their top, you know, their top player, you know, gets hurt. They had under injuries before the season. You know, mm -hmm. they you know, they joined the Cardinals, the only teams to go go having a have a losing record to at the all-star break to win the World mm -hmm. Series. So look, it's it, look, it's never over. So you're happy for him. You have Evan, Evan Rosario, who uh, one other guy that came that 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 Came to the Braves in the trade deadline, also too. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jock Peterson as well. He gets his second World Series Series ring. You're happy for Freddie Friedman. Um, you know, he's only the, he, he's just a fourth player in Braves history to win both both MVP and now World Series title. Pretty interesting he joins. You know, Hank Aaron, uh, Chipper Jones, and Johnny Evers. So that's a pretty impressive list. So just you know, you're happy all around for a lot of you guys. Also, to Ron Washington gets his first World Series yes. after losing yes. to as a manager, of course, with the Rangers. So you're happy for a lot of guys on there. And, and look, I think look, you don't look. I think this is a sign of you know you never give up. You know, you don't don't give up if you're you know you're having to lose a record. Now again, this like I said, the Braves are only the second team to do it, but look, they got high at the right time and all their guys you know kind of meshed together and. Look, I, I look like can they repeat? I know they're going to be. I think they're like fourth, or third, or fourth in the. I guess in like the 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 current. I guess like the, the the odds for next year. I think they're like in the top five, but they're not in the, near the top. So you know, you're happy for Brian Snicker as as well too. He gets his first World Series as a manager. There were some people that thought that maybe he couldn't do the job. So I think he proved everybody wrong after right. that bad start. So. You know, look, I think you're happy for a lot of the guys that are on there. And, and, and look, I think that they're 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 the proof. They're proof that, you know, you don't give up. And also, so you got to be happy for Freddie Freeman. Who, uh, I, it's ironic that uh, Dasby Swanson, who was crying to uh, Ken Rosenthal after the game, and uh, also he did the same thing on MLB Network. Uh, he threw the last out to Freddie Freeman because they had a chance to throw the second and to get the easy out. But uh, I thought it was ironic that uh, Swanson threw to Freddie Freeman because Freddie Freeman has, is the oldest and the longest tenure player on this current Braves roster, and he gets his first World Series ring. He was pretty emotional about about uh, uh, finally winning the World Series ring. Uh, you know, patience finally pays off. Of course, the Atlanta Braves during his tenure, uh, they've been in the playoffs a few times, but just couldn't get over it. And as we talked about before, Lakina, they uh, all those Braves players said after they won the NL East. 
uh, a title uh, uh, taking down the Philadelphia Phillies. They had some unfinished business referring to blowing the 3-1 series lead in the bubble last year against the uh, the L.A. Dodgers who went on to win the World Series last year. So they exercised some demons. I know uh, the city of, of Atlanta uh, gets a bad rap at times. Maybe uh, deservedly so, especially with that baseball franchise. But uh, this Braves team wiped, wiped that all away uh, this past Tuesday. Yeah, that's yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, and I think you know you have you know, happy for all those guys. Also, too, uh, Brian's uh, son was is the uh, first base coach. You know, his his, mm-hmm. his son Troy oh, is yep. mm-hmm. a hitting coach. So that I think that's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving in a few weeks. You know, with those <laughs> with those two. But I mean, look, I look, I think the sort of the key where you know you're you're happy for Atlanta. They have one, you know, in years like twenty some like twenty like two years, twenty three years or something like that that they had. It's been a while since they won the World Series, so you, you feel you, you you feel good for those for those folks and the people in Atlanta because they they've had it they've had it pretty bad the last few years. But yeah. look, I, look, I think it, could they repeat? Sure, but you know it's hard to do. That's why I think I think what the last people to do it was the, the Red Sox. So oh no no the Yankees Yankees I think so that that's look there's a reason why look at you know, ask the Dodgers ask the Cubs we'll mm-hmm. see if they can change it. It's gonna be tough, but. Like, you know, like you said, I mean, look, Jorge, Jorge Soler is going to be asking for a lot, you know, during the market. Mm-hmm. He's 29. So do you want to, do you want to take a chance of paying big money to a 29 year old? But look, you know, he has a, a World Series MVP now. So, and a couple of World Series rings now. So uh, yeah, he can probably ask for a lot of money. Yes, he will be asking a whole lot of money as he'll hit the open market. Uh, uh, the come this coming off season. Lakina, since we have another a couple of minutes left before we hit our uh, top games for the weekend for college football, uh, we talked about this on Sean and Maya in the morning with with our guy Sean Sierra uh, during last hour. the The White Sox what what will have a couple of questions to answer uh, during this off season. off season rather, it'll depend on uh, uh, how the new collective bargaining agreement will look. Uh, it expires on December first, but. Uh, the the White Sox need a right fielder. They need a second baseman. Uh, I know Nick uh, Castellanos, who was a, a former Cubs player from a few years ago, he, he's an option for right field. Of course, uh, Javi Baez and Marcus Simeon, they'll be the top two free agents as far as second baseman is concerned um, uh, this, for this upcoming offseason. Uh, for the White Sox, uh, you have some options, but you don't have to tear down this roster. You, this doesn't need... Uh, 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 overhaul like it has uh, needed over the last several years. You are in contention to keep this thing going for a few years until you win the World Series. Well, like I, like you said, there's going to be a lot of suitors now. Will Will Han Rick Han have the go ahead to spend the money? I think that's going to be the number one question. And, I, mm-hmm. and look, again, that's going to be the sort of like the thing where is he going to be able to kind of you know be able to open the checkbook, if you will, and, and spend some of the money that that will be needed in order to you know put out a a contending team, you know, you gotta think that their window's still about what two or three years. So mm-hmm. you wonder, like, okay, okay, you know what? Well, what can he do? You know, look, you could try to get Solaire, but like I've been saying, there's gonna be a lot of you know teams are gonna be after him. So you're probably gonna have to make the break the bank. Do you want to break your, break the bank for a 29 year old? You know, you know, maybe he is a little bit older, but that's in the whole nother other <laughs> thing. But but look, you know, if he's you know him being, are you gonna spend the money for that? I don't think the White Sox are gonna be willing to do that. So. Well, let, let's see what happens again. You got some hot stove stuff coming up and, you know, it's going to get very interesting, especially with the, the labor strife is still like unresolved. So we may have mm-hmm. to wait a little bit, but again, we'll, we'll see what happens. 
As far as second base is concerned for the White Sox, I would like to see Javi Baez. There. He's a young veteran that will bring that experience to this White Sox team. He has a World Series ring with that Cubs team back in 2016. That's when he was mm -hmm. a young player. But uh, he's developed over the last uh, couple of years as far as being a very good hitter. He's still a, po a, a power hitter, but uh, he could have won MVP a couple of years ago uh, with the Chicago Cubs. Now, I know the shenanigans that he pulled – with the New York media and doing the whole thumbs down thing. I'm not too worried about that. I don't expect them to quote unquote act a fool if you were to join the white sides because uh, these, this young white size core, they like playing for La Russa. And if anybody steps down the line, I think the players will step in there first before La Russa has to, uh, if anybody steps down the line, I'm not, let me repeat again. I'm not saying that Javi Baez is a cancer or anything like that. That's not true. But if anybody uh, decide, I know people are going to bring up that incident of what he did with the Mets. You know, that was the pressure of the New York me media. He hasn't had anything outside of the Chicago media throughout his whole career until uh, um, this past season in the second half. But if anybody decides to get out of line, I think players now will check up before La Russa does. So, but still, with that being said, I still like Javi Baez to be in the White Sox uniform. I don't know the White Sox feel the same way by him, but uh, they'll be interesting to see. Also, too, yeah. Cal Schwarber's a free agent, too. You know, I, I was begging for the – we were doing our radio show back in the studio. I was begging the White Sox to go get Cal Schwarber before he signed with the Nationals. But I don't know, know if the White Sox really need him now. Well, I heard him on an interview that he did with Wallen and Sylvia earlier this week. He said he, 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 wouldn't, he would give you know, the White Sox a look again. But, uh, again, you know, it was all about money and those type of things. Like, I think both will have their their you know, their, their, you know, their chances. They both have their – They'll have their shares too, as they're going to want to come after them. So we'll see what happens there. Now, Buster Posey has announced his retirement from MLB. He is, uh, he's one of six players in the division era. That's 1969 to hit 300 or better in his final NBA season, joining guys like David Ortiz, Will Clark, Kirby Puckett, Lou Brock, and Roberto Clemente. He is also, you know, of course, won three. Three World Series titles with San Fran. He also a Rookie of the Year and MVP. He's only the, the one of two guys to do that. You know, of course, P. Rose doing the other one. Is he a is he a Hall of Famer? I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer. He's had a good career, I believe. World three World Series titles. He is vital to those uh, all of those things, but definitely the first two titles in 2010 and 2012. He he actually uh, is part of the reason why the rules have changed as far as uh, catches colliding. Um, you can't collide with a catcher anymore. So he's part of baseball history as far as that is concerned as well. I think it's a borderline Hall of Famer, but I wouldn't be mad if he got in, but uh, he's on the fringe for me. Yeah, I think, he'll, I think he'll get in, but I think it won't be his first year. He's not first ballot. He'll probably have to wait maybe three or four years to get mm -hmm. in, but I think he will get in. Because of his his records, I think he like leads, you know, the the Giants in like you know hitting among catchers and you know among other things. So I think he'll get in. Like I said, he got three World Series rings, an MVP, and a, a Rookie of the Year. So like I said, he's only one of two guys, and the other guy is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. So I think the MLB will probably do right and put Buster Posey in. I know people may not like him, maybe for his ants his own little antics, but he's actually a really good guy. We'll see if he does do. He'll, he's a, he ends up doing. Uh, some uh, analyst work for for baseball. I think he's got the, a great personality, and I think he'll definitely add a lot to the table. So you listen to Second City Sports here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm Lakeena McGee. We're going into Week Ten of college football. Said also to, of course, the first playoff rankings came out, and some very uh, let's just say very interesting uh, rankings there. Before we get to the the games for this week. 
Um, you know, Georgia's number one, Avi. Uh, mm-hmm. Alabama is actually number two. This is actually the third time that both of them, you know, were in the top two in the you know, initial football rankings. Those you under your top four, right? Your top four right now. If I could get it, get it uh, up here, it's taking a minute. But Oklahoma is not; they're in eighth, and since he's not, they're in sixth. So, first, what do you think about the uh, the playoff uh, ranking so far, Sid? I know Michigan, I believe, is at number three, and they checked in at number Michigan three. Michigan State, so yeah. Michigan State. So, you know, that is due to that big win over uh, – they come back went over Michigan last Saturday. So, shout-out to Mel Tugger. Will it be the final standings? Chances are they're not. But as we said before, Lakina, Cincinnati should win the remaining games on their schedule. The question is, who's going to fall off there? Will Alabama have another loss? Even if Georgia has one loss, will they keep them out the top spot? Probably not. But I think it has to do more with Michigan State and Alabama. If they those teams, I know Michigan State's undefeated right now, but if Alabama has another loss, they could really change things. Well, look, well, and like I said before, I always thought, you know, don't take the first playoff rankings at face value. Your, exactly. your, top, your top four right now are Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. Oregon's kind of like, I know some people are questioning that Oregon. Look, yeah, that's the big uh, shocker right there. Well, look, if it wasn't for like a, a just a terrible call in that Stanford game, they'd probably be right up there. They'd probably be, like a, they'd probably, they'd probably be a two right now behind Georgia. So mm-hmm. I think people need to kind of like, you know, just to, to relax on that. Look, I think Oklahoma. I think you're you're sort of like, wait, what? What? I don't. Okay, yeah, they they hung on against had to barely hang on against Kansas, and if you go for uh, Cincy, I think okay, they barely had they had to kind of like you know pull away from Tulane. But this is why I think the college football playoff is just silly. The rankings, I think it's just it's just you know, it's just stupid. You know, yeah, Ohio State, of course, Cincy, like I said, at six. And of course, like I said, Oklahoma is at seven. Um, Michigan's actually at, at eight. I should say Michigan's at seven. You know, I know people are, are questioning that, but look, like I said, <laughs> like I said before, I mean, look, these are going to change a lot these next few weeks. So I think people should not freak out at the first rankings. A lot can change, and probably a lot will change in a yeah. matter of weeks. Um, going into these matchups uh, for this weekend, uh, Utah and Stanford—that's a big one. That's nine thirty on FS1. This could probably be, you know, Utah's kind of in the driver's seat right now in the in the Pac-12 South. So, if you know Stanford, I think they would love to. They they upset Oregon, so this could be another one of those sort of, you know, kind of like you know, grind out games between these two. And this could this could determine a lot of who gets that you know, division title. But again, still a lot to be decided. Yeah, and before we move on to the, uh, to uh, tomorrow's games, of course, one score uh, locally, uh, Northern Illinois, their winning streak uh, came to an end as Kent State defeated them 52 to 47. Uh, Northern Illinois has been a, uh, the only winning consistent team here in the state state of Illinois. Illinois, I believe they're still in the in the driver's seat for that uh, MAC uh, conference title game. So let's see if they can keep it going. Yeah, but like I said before, I mean, they kind of went above and beyond expectations. Of course, they lost mm-hmm. a tough one to uh, Kent State. They're still kind of like right there. They Thomas Hammock has those guys playing well, and and look, I think they're they're kind of they're still the driver's seat in the pack in the MAC West. I think so. Mm-hmm. But a, like I said before, a lot has to has to happen. A lot has to you know maneuver. They got they still got a few weeks left in the season. They got a, a ball state, you know, on mm-hmm. ESPN two that that's a they actually can actually sort of, you know, take a gander on that. So we'll see what they do. Yeah. Shout out to our good buddy Armando again. Northern Illinois gets another well they getting some on this show. We've been giving them uh, love here and there throughout the season. Hopefully we can get somebody on from the school to talk uh, 
to talk uh, Husky football with us. But uh, that's why what we do, why we do what we do here on Sports of Chicago. Both the radio stations here in town have not mentioned them yet. Um, we try to uh, mention them uh, every week on this show. So uh, shout out to Amanda again. So we feel the same way. That's why we mentioning them right now on Second City Sports here on Sports of Chicago. Let's go to to, to tomorrow's games, Lakina. Missouri and number one Georgia would get. Busy in Athens. That's at 11 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, the Tigers check in at 4-4. Four and four. Of course, Georgia, the number one team in the land at 8-0. Do we see an upset alert? I don't. Yeah, I know. Missouri had a had a, a good start. I think they were like four and one or three and one at one point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, injuries and things like that. So they, they've kind of like fallen off. I think Georgia, I think Georgia, as long as Georgia doesn't, you know, have any hiccups, they should get into the – uh, the college football playoff, no problem. Uh, the big noon Saturday game. Big um, noon Saturday. <laughs> yeah, the Ohio, Ohio State and uh, and Nebraska. Do you think there was an upset there for the Cornhuskers? Maybe, but not quite. <laughs> Ohio State should roll in this one. They're favored by 14 and a half. Mm. Okay, so Wake, Wake Forest and North Carolina is another game that's coming on at 11 a.m. That's this time on ABC. North Carolina has had some injuries. Wake Forest is having their best start, I think, like since the early 2000s, the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. So do you see a potential upset there? They, I think the Wake Forest is where I think North Carolina thought they would be in the top 10. They're in the, mm-hmm. they're, I think they're like number eight in, like in the – I think like they're like number nine or ten in the college football rankings right now. So do you see an upset here? Maybe. UNC is favored by two and a half, and plus they lost a tough one in a shootout at, at South Bend last week to uh, Notre Dame. So let's see if they can bounce back from that one. If they don't, then it's going to be a whole lot of trouble. So like you said, Wake Forest, uh, they're another surprise team in college football this year. These two teams have flipped positions, so uh, we'll see what happens. This is going to be another good one in the ACC. Uh, at 11 o'clock on ESPN2, we have number 20, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They'll, they're at 6-2. They'll host a 3-6 final line Let's yeah, move on. <laughs> well, well, look, Minnesota, they're 4-1 and one in the uh, Big Ten West. That's the important thing. And they're in the driver's seat right now. Mm-hmm. So they still got to play Iowa and Wisconsin. So, But, you know, you have to win against Illinois to kind of put yourself in the further in the driver's seat. So we'll see what they do. I don't see an upset there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 pro- no. That's why I said not. move on. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're probably not. Uh, Georgia Tech and Miami, that's an ESPN3 game. So if you guys have that, you can check that out. Uh, let's see. Uh, California is having some COVID issues. So, yeah, they've had to – I think they like t- 10 or 12 guys have had to, you know, stay back because you know, of mm-hmm. contact traces. So, so, But I don't think that's going to matter against Arizona. Arizona is not – they're kind of like in rebuild mode. You know, they have a new coach and staff, so that's a 2 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. On the Pac-12 network, if you guys have it, uh, also to Michigan State and Purdue. You know, Purdue pulled mm-hmm. off an upset already this year, beating Iowa. Can they can they slow down Kenneth Walker Walker the third and the Spartans? Yeah, that's what's going to come down to uh, the run defense for Purdue and the running games for both teams. Michigan, as we mentioned at the top of the segment, they're uh, in the top three. They're ranked number three in the college uh, football playoff poll, and uh, they're favored by. Uh, uh, a meager three points on the road at Purdue. It's going to be a close game. Uh, I expect it to come down to a field goal or a big play. I think Michigan State will escape uh, West Lafayette, Indiana with with a win. Should be a good one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Navy, Navy and Notre Dame on NBC. I mean, like I, I know you cheer for Navy. 
Well, I, well, yeah, they're two and six, so they may not, you know. But you know, like maybe he's given Notre Dame issues the last couple of years, so. But I don't think they'll be able to do anything about it. Uh, yeah, the Irish are favored by three touchdowns. Yeah, that's not gonna. Yeah, yeah, that's probably not happening. <laughs> um, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma State and West Virginia at the same time on ESPN. Uh, like I said, West Virginia can score. Can score. OK State, they need to keep winning in order to, you know, to make the Big 12 title game against perhaps maybe Oklahoma once it's a Bedlam matchup in a couple of weeks. So it should be a fun one on ESPN. Yeah, at 2.30 on ESPN2, number six, the Cincinnati Bearcats will host Tulsa. Uh, Cincinnati should, have, should not have any problems with Tulsa. They might take it out on Tulsa, too. Yeah. They might, think, they might <laughs> yeah. take it out on them. I don't uh, – maybe. Uh, Baylor and TCU, that should be another one. Another fun one going back to the Big 12. That's a 2.30 Fox game. Mm-hmm. And the CBS game of the week here at 2.30, you've got Auburn and Texas A&M. Auburn looking for their third straight win against a ranked opponent. So this definitely, you know, definitely bodes well for them if they want to keep, you know, their distance and, you know, keep their, mm-hmm. like, you know, their destiny in the SEC West in their hands. Yeah, Auburn's quarterback has been inconsistent in big time games. Oh, uh, next, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is another big time game uh, 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 in the SEC, uh, and, and this and, and Auburn's going to be on on the road. So I want to see how this one plays out. Texas A&M is favored by four and a half. Mm, four and a half. Mm, they've yep. been, you know, their offense has been pretty been pretty inconsistent too. So mm, you know, that's uh, home field advantage. That's why they favor. Well, yeah, that's the only well, reason yeah. why. Well, yeah, Kyle Field, I'm sure that their place is usually rocking when those two play each other. So mm-hmm. should be interesting uh there. Uh Wisconsin and Rutgers. Yeah, Wisconsin, they're kinda they're getting hot at the right time too. So they shouldn't have any they shouldn't have any problems with uh Rutgers, Agreed. uh Penn State and Maryland. You know, they're Penn State's now out of the top twenty five. So mm-hmm. they're that should be uh, interesting over on FS one. Uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas. That should be an interesting one. Arkansas has kind of fallen off a little bit, mm-hmm. but hoping to get back on track against Rick, the fighting Rick Leeches over at Mississippi State. Um, <laughs> NC, NC State and Florida State. I mean, that's an ACC network game. I mean, that's you know that's always interesting when those two teams play North I'm, Carolina. North yeah, Carolina State. So with the coast. Yeah, Coastal. yeah. I mean, uh, overstep you. No, no, go well, ahead. Yeah, that was just getting ready to say. Uh, how far has Florida State fallen off? Yeah, just a. They've had a couple of issues. And it's been like that the last uh, three or four years. Yeah, so it's gonna. Yeah, let let's. Yeah, uh, Florida State folks, I'm sure they're not in a very good mood right now. Uh, the game of the week, game of the night on ESPN. It's at at six o'clock. You got Alabama hosting LSU. Can LSU pull off the upsets? Uh, the Ed Urger one, um, goodbye to her continues this time in Tuscaloosa. Uh, the Alabama. Uh, Crimson Tide, I favor by 28 and a half. I think the question will come down to can you, uh, can LSU cover? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> might, that might be the question there. I think that's going to be the only question we we, we uh, involve in this game. I expect Alabama to win. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't really have any issues with it. Uh, Kentucky at ten, uh, Tennessee, uh, hosting, uh, Kentucky hosting Tennessee, I should say. Uh, six o'clock at ESPN 2. I know Tennessee is waiting for himself in the NCAA. We won't get into that because it's just, it just, it's just crazy. But uh, should be a fun one here. You know, they lots favor about to... one point. Yeah. Mm, that should be, I guess. Vegas knows something that uh, that they don't. Uh, going to the Big Ten, Iowa Northwestern. Iowa needs to keep pace with Minnesota in the Big 12, Big Ten West, I should say. So, mm-hmm. you know, that should be a fun one. Yeah, but they should Iowa have no problems should... with the Northwestern. I'm no. sorry. They shouldn't. No. And Iowa's favored by 12. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, a little like so for all you Mountain West folks, you have Boise State and the Broncos, uh, Fre- uh, Bo- uh, Fresno State. Yeah, that should be an interesting one. Give some national love there on ESPN, uh, CS- CBS uh, Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Um, the they were Washington hosting Oregon. Uh, Jimmy Lake said some comments about Oregon. So it's always fun when these two teams match up. And look, there's still a lot to be decided in the Pac-12 North. So Oregon's still trying to kind of you know, have to you know sort of keep winning or to stay you know consistent with the in the Pac-12 North. So that should be a fun one. That's 6:30 game on a on ABC. I know you're looking forward to that one, Lakina. They get the network love, your West Coast football. And what a coincidence. Oregon is ranked number four in the college football playoff, and they get the Saturday night primetime game. I think it's a perfect setup for an, for an upset, but I expect Oregon to win, and there's still going to be some chatter from now to the final uh, rankings come out later on in the season. Indiana and Michigan. I think Michigan's going to take it out on Indiana. I know I know Indiana beat them last year, and I know that mm-hmm. you know, Indiana is kind of you – know, Give Mich- gave Michigan face the last few years, but Indiana has had a lot of injuries, and Michigan State is not going to be in a good mood after that loss to Sparty. So they might take it out on them. So if all, sorry for all you folks who are going to be watching this on Fox. On, at yeah, and Michigan's favored by 20 and a half, and I, if you're a betting man, I would bet that too. <laughs> so <laughs> Michigan should take that one. At 6.30 p.m. on the SCC Network, a battle of four and four teams is the Florida Gators traveling to South Carolina. The fighting Shane Beamer. So, yeah, so there's been a lot of, <laughs> uh, you know, Florida's kind of been in upheaval. You know, Dan Mullen's job security is being called mm-hmm. into question. So that should be an interesting one down, down in Columbia, South Carolina. At this, usually these two teams you know, always play well together. So that should be a fun one. Uh, FS1, you got Texas and Iowa State. Um, let's see. Uh, USC against Arizona State. A lot to still be decided in the, in, like I said, in the Pac-12 South. So, you know, USC is just, you know, finishing up their season. Arizona State, you're hoping that you can still get into the Pac-12, you know, you know the Pac-12 West uh, mm-hmm. Championship. Get Pac-12 back in the top West. 25. Let's go, Hermanfords. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the last game at 10 o'clock on FS1, um, you got San Diego State. Pac-12 to bounce back from that loss. And at Hawaii, always fun when those two – always fun when they have those late games in Hawaii. I'm not staying up that late, though, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get ready for NFL. I understand. <laughs> yeah, of course. And those are your week week 10 matchups. Only a few weeks left in the season, it says, so a lot to still be decided. Yes, and it should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, we have a couple minutes left uh, in uh, for the first hour of Hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports, live and in living color, along with Lakita McGee. I am Cindy Brown. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. Lakita, we have about less than a minute and a half left. I saw a tweet from you, and I commented on it. I believe it was yesterday that uh, uh, I get Xfinity, and so this channel, ESPN Classic, has has not been on, on our system for the last about two, three years, but ESPN Classic will cease operations on December 31st. And I thought you made a great com uh, a great comment uh, above the tweet. Uh, <laughs> YouTube has really taken over, yeah. especially during the pandemic. That's what uh, yours truly was doing. I'm sure a whole lot of people as well. There's only so many old school games that these uh, league uh, channels uh, can air. But there's a whole lot more options out there on YouTube, and I'm happy for it. And ESPN Classic, that's just another victim. Uh, I know ESPN has money that re, uh, resource that in other areas, but uh, mm-hmm. that channel has become uh, another victim of the times. 
Yeah, I remember in 1990, I think it was 1995 or 96 when the network first came about. It was it was just known as Classic Sports Network. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I said, it was the only place where you could find those classic games. You know, Muhammad Ali, all those two, those old boxing matches from the 70s. You know, people didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to watch it yet. That's how you learned a lot of stuff about Mr. Ali and some of the other classic boxers from back in the 70s. And, and also to the eight, going to the 80s as well with Mike Tyson. And look, when YouTube came on and started, you know, posting stuff, whether it's from their own site to kind of control the content or from you know, other folks, you know, posted videos that they recorded, you know, way back when on VCRs, remember that young folks. But uh, it, it, look, I think it kind of changed it. it other, you know, other resources too. So you know, when ESPN took over, they kind of monopolized it. And look, we have, look, we got AT&T U-verse and we haven't had it in like two or three years as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, some of the smaller, uh, so small, so smaller providers are only you know have only kept it up. So I'm not surprised by this. You know, it's definitely the, definitely the end of an era. You know, ESPN will put that resource to other other things, like you said. So mm-hmm. just a yeah, just a, definitely the end of an era. So, but you know, there's always YouTube, folks. You can actually show that you they actually show the commercials on YouTube too. So yeah, <laughs> and so that's a, just another channel that will be going away along with NBCSN at the end of the year. Our number one is in the books. Our number two is straight ahead right here on Second City Sports on Sports Old Chicago. When we return, our number two kicks off with the new guy, the sports director at CBS2 Chicago. His name is Marshall Harris. He's going to hop out with us to talk Chicago sports and a whole lot more. You're listening to Second City Sports. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That's that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Hashtag Football Friday, hour number two of Second City Sports. Sitting on the cannon with you right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. If you want to comment or have a question for us during any part of today's show, you could join us on Sports on Chicago on Facebook, on Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comments section, and Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But we love you, great listeners, and thank you so much for your support for, for joining us. But if you decide to troll or do anything silly or stupid, Lakina will give you the beer lane beer boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> but our our guest is now here. Uh, he's given the competition the boot. He, it's a new marshal in town. He's the new sports director over at CBS2 uh, Chicago. He, he covers sports weeknights on uh, WBBM TV here in Chicago. He is the one, the only, the marshal, Mr. Marshall Harris. Young <laughs> sir, first, welcome to Chicago Yay. and welcome to the Second City Yay. Sports Aria. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? I mean, I feel like, you know, it's, it's Friday. It doesn't, doesn't feel like... A normal Friday because there's no Steelers and Bears on Sunday. We got to wait an extra day. Yeah, uh, I'm happy it's Friday. Yeah, yeah same here. Same here. And November, and first Friday of November too. Oh, good these this year has gone by quick. Oh, uh, how do you like uh, covering sports here in Chicago so far? I know you came from Sacramento. I know you know our girl Layla Rahimi. You know, I know you guys were together. We were y'all were in Texas. So how do you like it, Dio, you know, compared to the markets you've worked at? Uh, you know, it, it, it's different. Um, the, it's the closest thing I can say it reminds me of is when I was working in um, Philadelphia. I worked there for 11 years. Uh, in Sacramento, you know, it's it's all about the Kings. And let's be honest, there hasn't been much royal to talk about when you talk about Sacramento Kings uh, over the mm. last, you know, 15, 16 years. But here it's more like being in Philly because you got all the major sports. You got two baseball teams. Uh, I've <laughs> already had the privilege of covering some great stuff between the Field of Dreams game. I was in Iowa for the Yankees and the White Sox. Uh, covering the White Sox in the playoffs, uh, the Sky clinching their first ever championship, um, anchoring the Sky Parade. I, it's it's been great so far. Yeah, what's well, some some of the places that you visited uh, Chicago so far? I, I know things were starting to open back up in the summertime. Uh, what's some of the places that you visited so, so far in Chicago and then that you liked? Uh, you know, it's funny because it's been pretty much to work and back every day. Um, I. I we, I work downtown at uh, Black 37 where the CBS2 studios are. I mean, I've been out to Hallis Hall, Soldier Field, spent a lot of time on Lakeshore uh, Drive and then on the on the the, the, the lakefront in general. Um, I try to go for a run every every day or, you know, at least four or five times a week. Um, I, I've only kind of explored around here in terms of like this, the center of the city. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been to the United Center, the Advocacy Center, um, doing like Bulls Media Day, Bulls Practice. Uh, Lake Forest, Bears Camp, like I said, House Hall has been a, a frequent place that I've visited. But it's been all kind of work-oriented stuff. I haven't really gotten out. I went on, like, the Wendella Boat Tour just so I could get an understanding of, like, what's what <laughs> as far as these crazy buildings yeah. go. And I learned a lot on that. I was very educational. Um, I rec- <laughs> highly recommend the boat tour if you haven't done it. Even if you're from Chicago, I bet you learned something if you go on that boat tour. So, it's been a lot of that. Uh, the, the city's been super welcoming, though. People have been great. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I'm just really excited that things are, as you said, starting to open back up. And so we've got, like, fans in the actual stands for things. You know, this time last year, the Bulls and the Blackhawks were playing in front of 
the Bulls and the Blackhawks and whatever team they're playing against. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, what, what, how is that different? Of course, you know, being, you know, with with fans and without fans, you, you can t- you definitely feel the difference, you know, especially when you cover these teams and when the restrictions, you know, especially since the, the restrictions are a little lesser now. So, so talk about it's, it's, it's got to be night and day, right? It's funny because I think sometimes you forget because we have, you know, the multi-million dollar television rights contracts, like multi-billion dollar television rights contracts with these sports and stuff. But in its simplicity, sports was about the players and the fans Mm -hmm. and them coming back. uh, I'll give you an an instance. uh, The division, uh, the wild card um, series between the Astros and the White Sox, just being there Sunday night. Game three, a blackout, the first you know playoff game there in, in so long. There was a certain palpable energy that you could just feel in the air. And when you have games, because I, you know, when I was in Sacramento, for instance, when they started playing again, the media was allowed to go, but there were no fans. So it'd be like literally 20 people watching a Sacramento Kings game, and it does not feel the same without the fans. The fans are the fans and they, they bring, like I said, a certain energy level. They, they can't be faked. I don't care how much fake crowd noise you pipe into the sound. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's not the same. Yeah. I couldn't agree yes. with you more. Marshall, Marshall Harris, a sports director at CBS two Chicago is joining us right here on the hashtag football Friday, second city sports live in the living color. Sid Lakina here with you on sports Zone Chicago. Marshall is diving to the, to our local sports teams. Let's start off with the bulls. They're the biggest thing in Chicago right now. We'll get to those sorry bears later, <laughs> but uh, the bulls, of course, they're six to two. They uh, take on Philadelphia. The 76 is tomorrow in the revenge game at the United center. They're six to two right now. They lost to Philadelphia on Wednesday on the road, but they defeated Boston in comeback fashion on, on Monday. Give us your quick thoughts about this Bulls team this year. I, I think the Bulls are one of the more underrated teams in the NBA. At least they were. I guess now that they have uh, one of the best records in the NBA, you can't really say they're underrated anymore. People are starting to learn. Um, I, I think they've got some things to work out. They've got some things to figure out. A huge blow was losing Patrick Williams. He's a guy that can guard so many different positions. I uh, can switch on the pick and roll if you want him to. He was in his second year. So, you know, and there's a chance he could be back uh, in time for like maybe a playoff run or something. But when you get guys like DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball as free agents, and some people were like, ah, yeah, they're not superstars, but you're seeing just how good they can be. I think DeMar DeRozan's never gotten his flowers. And I hope he gets them while he's still playing. You know, led the Raptors to a number one seed. Uh, got traded, of course, and had to watch somebody else be in the driver's seat mm-hmm. as the Raptors finally won that title. Kind of toiled in San Antonio where he picked up some new tricks as more of a guy who would create not just for himself but other people. And you're seeing that with these Bulls. And Lonzo Ball, he's a guy who was basically a 3 and D player yeah. last year, asked to stand in the mm-hmm. corner and take shots for the Pelicans while Brandon Ingram's and point guard Zion uh, had the ball in their hands. He's now being turned loose again. And I think they have something here. I think the thing that has to encourage Bulls fans the most right now is just the level of intensity they've been playing with on defense, which is a hard right turn from what we saw Mm -hmm. in the previous few seasons uh, with the Bulls. And it's going to take some time to figure that offense out. But remember, you've got guys, they're a little undersized, especially now with Patrick Williams out. But the trade deadline is a thing. I think if you're a Chicago Bulls fan – their 
a team not only to watch, but a team that is must watch because of the style of basketball that they play. They get out on a break, they run, alley oops, creating turnovers. Uh, one of the best three point shooting teams here in the early going. If you're a Bulls fan, this is what you want. Not a team that, like, uh, maybe they can make playoffs. It's a team that you want to tune into on game night. So, like, mm-hmm. Saturday night, tomorrow, mm-hmm. Bulls, Sixers, like you said, you called it a revenge game. We're going to see how much better they can play. One, because they'll be at home, the fans at home. But two, they'll, they'll be able to kind of figure some things out. What, what went wrong? Why in the last two games have they fallen behind by double digits and had to claw their way back in these games? Yo, that's what Billy Donovan's job is. I got complete faith that he'll figure it out. Yeah, totally with you on on that, Marsha. How how impressed has Ayo Desumu been? You know, you know, in the late late thirties, you know, as a the first round uh, second early second round pick, I should say. You know, a kid, Chicago kid. You know, went to Morgan Park. You know, the fact that he's actually already contributing for the Bulls. You know, so far in like about two weeks in the season, how impressive has he been? So Ayo, what's crazy is. I was actually at his draft party right here in the South Loop. Um, and I had to go back to the station to do the 10 p.m. news because he kept slipping in the draft. Like, we're thinking late first round, early second round. some point I had to cut bait, go back to the station. For him to fall to his hometown team, the Bulls, right? And then to make such an impact this early in his career, when you're talking about second round players, you just want someone who can contribute. You're not – it's different. When you're a lottery player, you're like, can we develop this guy into a star? When you're a first rounder, it's like, okay, he's a solid rotation player. Maybe we can figure out a way for him to be, you know, all-star, second, third best player on a championship team or fourth best player on a championship team. When second round, it's kind of a gamble, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of players would rather be undrafted and get to pick their destination than be drafted in the second round and be belong to a team but not get a guaranteed contract. Io has made the most of his opportunities. He's jumped over a couple of people in the rotation, and he's a guy who gets to play because he brings such a spark defensively, and he's looked more than more competent than I guess I thought he would as an NBA player in a half-court offense. So the growth is there. The ceiling is the limit. Io has been phenomenal as a, as a hometown boy done good. He's got, I mean, he's got to be in heaven right now. Marshall Harris, CBS2 Chicago's new sports director, is joining us here on the Hashtag Football Friday, live and in living color on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Marshall, since we um, you brought up the White Sox earlier, I want to go to baseball on my team, the Chicago White Sox. Of course, you were there every step of the way in the playoffs. Uh, the White Sox were ousted in four games against the Houston Astros. What, From your vantage point, what are the biggest concerns for the White Sox going into the offseason? Uh, hopefully, hopefully that we don't have a, a, a lockout due to the CBA. <laughs> Let me just tell you, that lockout's coming. You know, oh, baseball's yeah. never been quick to get anything done. I mean, unfortunately, second <laughs> is around the corner. That's, that's less than yeah. a month away. Let's yeah. be yeah. real. Um, so the lockout is coming. You know, you just hope that there will be baseball first and foremost on time <laughs> when pitchers and catchers are due to report in February. Uh, I think with the White Sox, it, it comes down to pitching. You saw it in the playoffs. Like, you need oh, yeah. good pitching. And the Astros just dismantled them. You saw who beat the Astros, right? Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. You saw how oh, they yeah. did it, right? They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you got great hitters, but great pitching. And they've got to really take an audit of, are these arms good enough to get the job done? Um, offensively, you hope growth 
from all the guys they have in their lineup. They have a very talented lineup. But you just hope for growth in their plate approach. And, you know, we'll see what they do at second base. That's a big question for me. Um, but I, I like the White Sox to get back and, you know, compete. But a division title is not promised to anyone. The division was really down mm-hmm. in the AL Central. Any A number of teams, the Indians, the Twins, could make significant improvements year over year. And if that happens, White Sox might be in a dogfight just to make the playoffs. So their goal should be, A, to stay out of the uh, the, the, the wild card situation and um, get that into the division series like they did against the Astros. But really, I think if they stay healthy, because they were hurt all, all year long and they didn't have that cohesion maybe that you would like, they have a chance. In baseball, what, what have we learned? You just have to have a chance. Whether you're talking about the Nationals mm-hmm. three years ago, whether you're talking about the Braves this past year, teams that weren't leading anything halfway through the season and they took off like a bottle rocket. So yeah. not encouraging y'all to play with fireworks, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Let's talk about the North Siders for a second. That's we're doing the baseball. Uh, Carter Hawk is, of course, is a new GM. Of course, you know, Jed Hoyer is sort of the president of the, op- you know, the baseball operations. What do you think? That, what do you think is the direction the Cubs will go to uh, next season? Are they going to go into kind of like maybe not necessarily contend, but perhaps maybe be serviceable so that they can kind of contend for 2023? What direction do you think they're going to go? I think right now we're looking at a situation where they're like, we have no intention of rebuilding. We want to retool. You know, we want to get a few free agent signings here and there, the right ones can have them right there. Like I said, fighting for a wild card spot. Um, It'll be interesting to see how many new faces we have. I mean, at the end of the season, that was just a bunch of guys that most people had never heard of. Mm -hmm. Triple A guys called up and doing um, some, some decent things. So you had like older rookies, 29, 30, 31 year old rookies out here making the most of their opportunities, but they have to kind of decide what their identity is going to be. I I know you mentioned the new GM, his whole thing is he develops arms within. That's what all baseball teams should be doing right now. You can't go out here overpaying for a pitcher because for every Max Scherzer, uh, out there, there's just guys that aren't going to give you the value that you need on the back end of a multi-year contract. Pitchers are just injuries waiting to happen, and we've seen that with the we saw it with the White Sox. We've seen it from time to time with the Cubs. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what happens though. Like uh, again, baseball's winter meetings are, apparently aren't happening because of the lockout um, that's impending. So. It's going to take a little longer for the free agent market to develop. So who gets signed when they get signed may have a lot of uh, effect on how good the Cubs are next year. Sorry we had to take this turn, Marshall, but we had to do our job and, and talk about the Chicago Bears there. Uh. Uh, three and five right now. Uh, they, they're traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers on this coming Monday. Another, another national TV game. Hopefully the Bears don't get embarrassed. You have rookie uh, Justin Fields as the quarterback. Uh, uh, he's some somebody the Bears fans are watching right now. On the flip side, the defense is getting older. They didn't have Khalil Mack last week. It was a very, very winnable game against the 49ers. I did love your breakdown down uh, of the Bears games. Uh, 
you check it out on social media for those of you that 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 that, 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 that haven't watched it yet. But uh, Marshall, I know you there covering uh, practice at Hallis Hall. You there covering their, uh, uh, some of the games as well as Soldier Field. Give us your thoughts about the Bears this year. Well, they've been disappointing. Um, you know, the the offensive line has been hit or miss. Uh, the passing game, well, just the offense in general, not explosive enough. Uh, and you know what? Part of that, when you have a rookie quarterback, there's going to be growing pains, a learning curve, all that. Justin Fields has come off his best game as a pro, straight up. Um, he threw the ball with accuracy. Uh, he ran for over 100 yards. I think they're going to have to hang their hats on their defense, but I don't know if that's possible right now. As you mentioned, Khalil Mack not playing. Uh It'll be interesting to see. One thing I'm I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eye on is uh, David Montgomery yeah. activated off injured reserve, right? So what do you do with Khalil Herbert, who has been phenomenal six-round pick as a rookie? Is it going to be a one-two punch situation? Damian Williams, I believe, is still hurt. So, I mean, he can play maybe a third down back role. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they balance that on offense. But they need better play calling on offense. They've got to take advantage of the athleticism of Justin Fields. Uh, this opponent this week is interesting because the Steelers, you know, they started one and three. They lost three in a row. Then they won the last three games they played. They're rushing the ball really well with Najee Harris. And that could be a problem for the Bears because their rushing defense has not been good, mainly because tackling isn't as <laughs> as you would hope it would be. So – if they wrap up, I like I like the Bears to, to be in the game. It, neither of these teams scores points. No. So first one to twenty one wins. That might that might be what we're looking at. <laughs> Maybe seventeen. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer with the Browns. He's now in a waiver wire. Some people are saying that maybe the Bears should try to you know take a take a gander at him. What say you? If he's mad, he's not getting the ball thrown to him now. Who's the Bears' top receiver again? Who's, who's the guy they got they the franchise tag to? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Robinson. Robinson oh, oh, Mr. Robinson. Wait a minute. So, like, that's the guy who's averaging a career low in targets, yards, mm -hmm. uh, receptions. And how many touchdowns does he have this year? Oh, uh, one, you say? One? Just a single? Mm -hmm. Single? Not, not a $5 bill, not a 20 just a single? <laughs> George Washington head? That's what he's got? <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, that'd be a disaster. So, yeah, no. 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 <laughs> not, not with this coaching staff and this young quarterback situation. You don't want to put more stress on your quarterback than you have to. I'm sure his father, I'm sure his father would not be very happy either. Just saying. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of disaster, staying with the NFL, of course, uh, uh, one of the big games this coming weekend will be the Green Bay Packers visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers right away uh, placed on the COVID list. He'll miss this Sunday's game. Uh, Second-year quarterback Jordan Love will get the start for the Packers. Of course, the, the talk this week is Aaron Rodgers said that he was vaccinated back in August. It turns out he's not vaccinated. It depends on who you believe. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the situation, Marshall? Uh, uh, does he owe uh, – Outside of his teammates in the organization, does he owe the media anything or anybody else uh, to tell to tell him the truth, whether he's been vaccinated or not, outside of the organization? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to do what Aaron Rodgers does, right? So mm -hmm. they asked him about it. He said he was immunized, which is not the same as being vaccinated. Right. They followed up. He didn't clarify. So, like, he knew what he was doing, you know? <laughs> Half-truths, if you will. You <laughs> <know>? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like – 
It's like uh, if, if you went to McDonald's, right, before supper time, and your mom was like, did you, did you, did you, uh, did you go to McDonald's? And you were like, and you talked around it. It's like that, that he talked around the question. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay? Um, I don't know if you guys have heard what he said today. He went, uh, on, I've been seeing, I've been seeing Simpson on social media and I'm, I'm, I'm like, huh? What, what, what so is he went on Pat McAfee's, uh, show? And I don't know exactly. He, he, he basically is saying everybody's coming after him. Cancel culture, the woke mob, all that stuff. So I like, do, you, you didn't, you, you put your, your, your teammates, um, chances to win a championship at risk. Now the good news is this happened now. So now he's got the antibodies to serve him for the rest of the season. So he's clean. So I guess that's the, the positive to take away from it, but I, I'm not really, he says he, he did a lot of research. I don't know if you guys have heard that one before. Did a lot of research <laughs> listening to his good friend, Joe Rogan in his podcast. And that's where he got his uh, medical advice. So look, whatever. That's all I can say about Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens. I know bears fans aren't complaining if he's missing games. That's all I know. They're just wishing he missed the bears game. You got that right. <laughs> good, good, good luck to Jordan Love. Well, the Bears have their own issues, so they can't really like say anything too much about it. Let, let's bring it back for for a second. Uh, let's talk some college uh, sports for a second. We'll start with college hoops. College hoops about to start next week, and unfortunately, Kofi Cockburn, you know, from Illinois, he's serving a three game suspension for you know, I guess for selling his own merchandise or something like that. It just sounds really stupid. The NCAA is just we won't get into that. But uh, which local teams that can make a big splash? You know, got the Paul's got a new coach. Um, Loyola's got a new coach who Drew Valentine. So who do you think will kind of be kind of like that 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 team to watch locally in college hoops? Is Illinois count? Because I'll go with of them. Of course. I'll, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll go with a team that was the number one seed last year in, in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious about DePaul, but last night they actually played an exhibition game and beat a team from my home state, Montevallo. But the problem is they beat them 67-63. Like, that's yeah, not inspiring confidence. That. You would hope that Northwestern would be better because they've got so many guys coming back. And can you do worse than a 9-15 and 15 season? Can you maybe not lose 13 games in a row? So, like, we're going to find it. We're all going to hold hands, sing, and find out together. Um, <laughs> college basketball is fun, ups and downs. We're dealing with college kids. Never forget that. No matter how good or bad you think a team is, we're dealing with college kids. Anything can happen. Heading down the home stretch for CBS2 Chicago Sports is on uh, Marshall Harris right here on Second City Sports, live and in living color here on Sports Zone Chicago. Seal Lakina here with you. Marshall, you mentioned at the top that you worked in Philadelphia for 11 years. Of course, the uh, Philadelphia sports fans get a bad, uh, they, they call it a quote unquote bad reputation of being mean and nasty. But whenever something happens, uh, they want to run away from that reputation. Where was your dealing, uh, dealing site with Philadelphia fans when you worked there? Philadelphia fans are the most. Uh... They're, they're, they're awesome. And you know why they're awesome? They don't understand, like, apathy. That's not a thing that exists to them. They don't understand how not to care. So, like, you know, I was hosting the uh, pre- and post-game shows for the Sixers um, during a leaner time, we'll call it, the process yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pre- and post-game shows for a team that went 10-72. and 72. Okay? 10-72. and 72. One, one, one more loss away from um, tying the all-time record. 
It's not like they stopped caring about the Sixers because they were terrible. If anything, they want to talk more about the Sixers because, yo, so Jalil Okafor, can he be that guy? Is Joel Embiid ever going to play? Nerlens Noel, what do you think? Can they fix his shot? You got to understand, there is no apathy. And that's the best thing about Philadelphia sports fans. They don't know how not to care. They're going to get on you one way or another, whether they're cheering you or booing you, but at least there will be a reaction. Other cities I've lived in, when the teams are bad, they just by the wayside, by the wayside. So yeah. that's that's what you have to love about Philadelphia. Uh, last question for me, Marsha. I know you and Sid, you know, we were part of this chain where we're talking about a little bit of 90s R&B. Um, look, I think we're all in the same age, you know, or at least very the same age range. Uh, Speak for yourself. I'm 29. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, well, maybe, maybe. Okay, we'll just, you know, we're, we're just geniuses, I guess. But, uh, you know, what what do you think, how do you think, you know, 90s R&B is compared to today's R&B? Because I like, I kind of listen to listen to more like 90s, 80s, 90s R&B, because I think that was like the best era for music in the, on the R&B, R&B side, I should say. Um, it's easy, it's interesting that you asked that because this morning I wasn't paying attention and I was just on listening to like Pandora when I was on a, um, walking outside. And I was like, yeah, this is more like what I need in my life. You know what I was listening to? Silk Sonic smoking out the window. <laughs> and I was like, this is more my speed. Bring all this back. Let this album drop today. Yes. And you just don't get that 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 sound anymore. And one, I I listen to frequent '90s R&B like almost every day. Some I hear a song and I'm singing along, whether it's in the shower, in the car, whatever. Whatever. And it was sad is I haven't even listened to that much music lately because I've been so focused on, you know, just dipping myself in Chicago sports. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio just to make sure I'm up on what's going on and still getting my history lessons and everything else. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. Uh, last question for me, Marshall. Uh, of course, uh, we try to help people uh, along uh, through uh, through the sports broadcast. We can only do so much. I know you help out people uh, and mentor people as well. Uh, what is the one uh, a career advice can you give someone trying to start off uh, in this business and get to where you are? Oh, man. First of all, I say don't, don't get to where I am. Aim higher. Um, but you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think you just have to be, you have to be resilient. You have to be creative. You have to like, uh, not take no for an answer in in some regards. Uh, understand it's a super subjective business. There will be people who tell you that you have no shot of doing anything, but those people don't know anything. They're human, just like you and me. Um, and you know, Stuart Scott was told no by so many people when he tried to start in the business. You'll never do that. You you, know, all it took was one person to say yes. And then you make the most of that opportunity. Once somebody says yes, Um, you know, these kids today, they have more advantages than I had when I was starting out. Like we're, we're, we're we're having this conversation right now, streaming Mm -hmm. on StreamYard. Whereas back in my day, you would have to go to a TV station, find somebody to let you use their camera the stuff you can do with an iPhone or an iPad yeah. or a laptop now. So I always tell kids, you got to be able to do three things and then you can write your own ticket. Those three things, shoot, write, edit. And whether you want to be in front of the camera or behind the camera, if you can do those three things, somebody's going to give you a job somewhere. And 
that that's really it's really that simple. Shoot, write, edit. But those are the three things you need to work on. And back in the day, we had to have like big bulky editors to do that. Now I can just take this thing out and start editing whatever on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 amazing. Um, but write, and the best way to get better at writing is by reading. Read. Um, and get feedback from people. Just get feedback. Ask people what give them a sample of your work, see what they got to say. There's something to be had in all feedback, I think, even if the feedback is terrible. It's just another opportunity for you to reflect on what you're trying to do. Yes, I tell people all the time, Marshall, and I still apply this to to what I do and what we do here on Sports on Chicago. You have to be versatile in everything. Everybody wants to be on the air, especially people that that look like us. I don't want people to take the message the wrong way, but you have to do everything right, produce. Obviously, I book guests and not just get on here and ramble. You know, you have to read articles, research topics, and things along the line. You have to be versatile, especially now in this social media age. You, you can't just limit yourself just to one or two things. So I think that, uh, that's interesting advice that you gave out. And thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. The more you can do, the better off you are. Just mm-hmm. keep putting tools into your toolkit. All right, man. That's some great advice. So that's uh, the new sports director at CBS2 Chicago, Mr. Marshall Harris. Uh, where can they fo- uh, people follow you on social media? Uh, I try to be uh, consistent throughout. So uh, regardless, <laughs> whether it's uh, uh, TikTok or Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at M Harris on air, at M Harris on air. Easy, easy enough to remember. M as in Marshall Harris is in my last name. And then I'm on air. So that's it. Yeah, simple simple enough. enough. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Marshall, for joining us today here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. First of all, welcome to Chicago. You're going to do some great things here. Uh, Keep up the great work, and uh, hopefully our our, our teams outside the White Sox will turn it around so you'll have some happy things to cover during the winter months, particularly the Chicago (laughs) Bulls. So you're going to do some great things. Keep up the great work, young man. Welcome to our city once again. Don't Don't hesitate to come back on this program again in the future, okay? Thanks, Marshall. I really appreciate how y'all having me. I hope y'all have a great rest of your day and have a great weekend, okay? All right, right, you 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 do the same. Take care. Once again, that was Mr. Marshall Harris, uh, the new sports director at CBS2 Chicago. Lakina, we hit the bottom of the hour. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show with our Week 9 NFL picks with our good buddy Christine Manica right here on the Hashtag Football Friday right here on Second City Sports, Sports Zone Chicago. More on the flip side when we return. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That's that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bluestar medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. 
We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry crack skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to a hashtag football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. We are now joined by our homegirl, Miss Christine Manica of KXRB in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, as she gives us our her weeknight NFL picks. Lakina, we said this on Monday that uh, all of us stunk up the joint. I, I probably did the worst, but uh, what is our results from last weekend overall? Well, I, as I uh, open up our uh, little picks here, uh, Christine, how are you this lovely Friday, early or afternoon, I should say. <laughs> yeah, afternoon. I'm doing good, you know, besides, you know, the Lions losing like I said they were going to lose. Okay. I said I was going to come after you guys, and I <laughs> stuck with my guns. Okay, okay, but you know, but you know what though? I, I will look. Well, well, I'll be charitable and give you that game because you know we we Thank talked you out of you. we talked you out of it. You, you actually won, and with that, you actually won last week with eight games. You know, Sid and I both you know only won seven, so uh you know Sid and I are still tied. But Chrissy, you actually gained a game, so you're only two behind. So still, look, I said we're right Ooh. at the. Halfway After all that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we were not very good. Mm. You know, that was just, you know, we had to, some really bad ones. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Also, to the Lions, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and Washington are all on by. So you got four, they got four teams on by. So adjust your fantasy leagues accordingly. So uh a quick synopsis too, real quick, guys, about uh last night's uh game between the Jets and the Colts. Uh, I guess the Mike White uh, experiment is uh, over with. You know, he had a forearm injury. You know, Josh Johnson came came on and did what he could, but the defense just couldn't stop the, the Colts. <laughs> Christine's just zoned out like I was. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. You got the not-so-great teams playing against each other on a Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. And then you hear the week before, okay, they have Joe Flacco now. So when are they going to use him? I get they have to use the guys that they're familiar with, but what's the point of having Joe Flacco on the team if you're not going to use him or at least try to get him in a scrimmage or something? I know it, it's it's crazy, but uh, <laughs> uh but like what can you do here? So let's get right to it though, folks. Uh <laughs> first noon game in the in the NFC South, you got the Falcons and the Saints. It looks like Taysom Hill is going to get the start. You know, he's been practicing the last couple of days. Uh, so you start this one. You say Atlanta in the Saints? Yeah, Atlanta in the Saints, yeah. Okay, I had to get my little cheat sheet out here. Uh, New Orleans is favored by five and a half uh, in the Dome, Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you think they would uh, eventually turn the quarter and get to 500? They can't do it. 
Uh, New Orleans, very impressive with their win against Tampa Bay last week. They had to have a pick six in order to do it. Now, Jameis Winston's out for the year with that torn ACL. I know some people, including your truly, thought that Cam Newton would be in a driver's seat to be signed. Maybe they'll yeah. still have it. I doubt it, but we'll we'll see about that. As far as this game is concerned, I won't be surprised if Atlanta uh, at least covered this. But I, I think it's going to be a, a closer game than what people expect. I'll be watching this game live via my computer. <laughs> and I expect to watch a Saints close win. I This is going to be a good game. It's a close one for sure. I thought, now I thought at the beginning of the season, before Winston became into the, came into the picture, that Tyson Hill would start. Because we saw him a little bit last year when Drew yeah. Brees was just kind of mm-hmm. making his exit. And I thought he was great. So I was expecting to see this guy in the beginning because he is a really good player. The Falcons, they've also looked pretty great. But now they're in the Saints territory, so this is a home game for the Saints. It's going to be a close one. I'm going to go with New Orleans. And no, Sid, you're not changing my mind. (laughs) I said New Orleans for the win. I said New Orleans for the win. Don't even start with that, young lady. I'm literally just going to stick to my guns this week. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. As you should, because I'm picking the Saints too. Let's make it a sweep because I, you know, it's going to be close. It might come down to a field goal, I think, but yeah, or last possession. But I think it's going to be very close as it is between these two teams. Um, a good one here, maybe. Uh, Broncos and the six and one Cowboys. Christine, you start this one. You know, the the Broncos that they've been struggling recently. They're starting to get back momentum, but Dallas, you know, they they just had that great win on Monday night, so it's kind of a quick turnaround for them in a sense. Um, but I've said it once, I'm saying it again. I think Dak is back. I I think this is probably the best Dallas has looked in a very long time. And, and with that being having a really good quarterback in, De- in Dak right now and saying, yes, I'm for sure playing this week. I'm good. I'm safe to go. I'm I'm going to go with Dallas for this one. Uh, short and simple for me, Cowboys. They're favored by seven and a half. They'll cover that one easily. Hopefully they'll stomp on the foot of the Broncos early. And this is a rare noon game for the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. because most of the games start at 3.30 or they, they usually are – on in prime time Sunday or Monday night. Uh, it, was a, it was a very good win by the Cowboys last Sunday night in Minnesota. We'll talk about Minnesota later. But uh, Dallas, they're the better team. They should stump on the Broncos early. So I'm going he, with the Cowboys. Yeah, and no, Vaughn, Christine, I'm not changing your mind on that one either. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving that alone. Are you? You, you? You're a grown woman. Uh, you're a grown woman, Christine. You do your uh, do your thing. Uh, and you're, you're smart at it too. So don't listen to me anymore. That's right. It goes to football. Uh, I'll I'll keep it short. I know Von Miller is gone. I'm picking the Cowboys. It, it should be. This should. I think it'll be a little bit rusty because you know, like you said, they're they're playing on a short week, but they should be able to win this game pretty handily. Uh, an intriguing one here. A, a battle of four and fours. You got the Patriots and the Panthers. So you start this one. Patriots and Panthers. Let's see where I can find my cheat sheet. Okay, it's in Carolina, New England's favorite by two and a half. This is supposed to be, <coughs> excuse me, the Cam Newton re, uh, return to yeah. the Charlotte Bowl, mm-hmm. but Cam Newton's sitting mm-hmm. on the couch just like the rest of us. <laughs> well, Mac Jones <laughs> is improving every week for the Patriots. Um, uh, let's see. Carolina got back, back on track last week. Ugh. The Patriots uh, had an upset at L.A. against the Chargers last Sunday afternoon. 
I still don't trust the Panthers, even though they're at home. Like I said, New England's favored by two and a half. I'm going with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the Patriots too for this one. There are still O-line issues that Carolina's having right now. So if you want to go with the more stable team, I would go with New England. Yeah, as much as it pains me, I'm picking uh, the Patriots. I, I just, for the wow. O-line, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, as much as it pains me to say it, but look, watch, watch Sam Darnold has his best game this season, throw for like four touchdowns or whatever. Maybe yeah. that's just weird how <laughs> that happens, right? <laughs> All right, uh, you got the three and four Vikings, uh, fresh, I guess, are fresh off a of, off of bye. Ravens, I think the Ravens will not be in a very good mood after what happened against Sissy a couple weeks back. They've had the bye week to think about it. You know, they get back on track. So and you know the Vikings, you know their 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 officer calling is just just putrid. So the Ravens, Ravens big. Yeah, it was a tough loss for the Vikings on Sunday, but you know it's home field advantage for the Ravens. That like you said, Lakina, they're coming off of a bye, so they've had enough time to rest. Their fans are crazy at their stadium. <laughs> I think this one's going to the Ravens, Baltimore. I know Baltimore's favorite by six, and I know the last road game that the Vikings played, they actually stole one in Carolina in overtime. I know Logic should tell me to go with the Vikings, even though they had a week off too. Now I, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't trust them. I just hush, young lady. <laughs> I just, I just don't trust the Vikings. They, they really pissed that game away last Sunday night against the Cowboys, even though I did pick the Cowboys to win. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. Uh, but I, I just don't trust the Vikings offense right now. They're too inconsistent. Despite uh, Justin Jefferson and Devil Cook being my, on my fantasy team, which is be, besides the point. But I just don't trust them. They got to show me something. I'm going with Baltimore. It probably would be an ugly game. Maybe the score won't be that ugly. But uh, I'm going with Baltimore. Minnesota's got to show me more, especially on the offensive end. All right. Good one here in the AFC North. You got the Browns. And the Bengals, Christine, you start this one. Wow, a lot of drama happening this week with the Browns, huh? <laughs> Just <all laughs> yep. holding like crazy. It's a good matchup. It's a good Ohio matchup. I can't believe the Bengals lost to the Jets. Like, who saw that coming? I didn't see that coming. Um, the Browns right now are last in the division. Cincinnati, they, they need this win. And it's got to be Cincinnati. There's way too much garbage, I'll call it, going on right now with the Browns and now with Odell sitting on the couch like the rest of us will be now for, <laughs> for at least a few days. Who knows where he's going to go next? So, yeah, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. All right, don't make me look stupid here, Cincy. I mean, you made, made us look silly last week at the Jets. You fool me once, so don't do it to me twice. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a close one, but I picked the Bengals. Call me crazy, guys. I'm going with Cleveland. Sometimes oh controversy gosh. can do the do the be, do the best for a team. Of course, Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't a, a, a useful useful tool. No pun intended. Useful tool yeah. to them anyway. It's all about running the ball with the Browns. I know they're going on a roll. That's another good thing. They don't have to face the crazy fans in Cleveland. They actually be at Cincinnati. It's an in-state rival, division rival. Uh, call me crazy, but uh, it's this. This could make some logical sense. I'm going with Cleveland. You're crazy. I, I, we'll can, see. 
<laughs> I could kind of see it though, but you know, again, you, yeah. you never know. But you never know. We'll we'll see. Well, this, this is a big spot for Cincinnati, as you mentioned, Christine. They it lost is. to the Jets. Not too many people saw that coming. Uh, if they want to be a playoff team, they got to take care of their business at, at home against a divisional mm -hmm. opponent. So exactly. this is a, this is a the, the more pressure is on Cincinnati for this week. Especially after what happened last week. Yeah. yeah, true. Very true. Both teams, I think, are probably under various pressures. Uh, I'm going to keep it short through this next one. We got the Bills and the Jags. Bills, you better not lose this one. You better not. Josh, Josh Allen, I think, will have a big day. You know, the defense will you know, just suffocate uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to pick the Bills. If I if you make me look stupid, Bills, I swear I will never forgive y'all. <laughs> You know, you won't be I'm hopping on that with you and saying Buffalo, don't don't let me down. Don't don't do it today. So Lakita, yeah, you and I are on the same page. Buffalo's favored by ten and a half. If you're a smart man, you should take that bet and run away with it. I'm mm -hmm. going with Buffalo. All right, a couple of one and sevens battle it out in the AFC. You got the Texans and the Dolphins. City, you start this one. Uh, uh, keeping with the theme of folks uh, sitting on the couch, Deshaun Watson is getting paid sitting on the couch. Uh, I'm technically a member of the Texans, but I do not want to be there much longer. Uh, I could have played for the Dolphins, but I'm not going to cooperate with that owner, Stephen Ross, and, and selling those cases. But that's a whole nother issue. But back to the game. Uh, can Tua get it together against that bad defense? Will Davis Mills show up and, and give the Texans a second win of the victory? If I was a bad man, I, first of all, I would stay away from this game. But for those of you that want to bet, uh, ooh, my cheat sheet just went blank, I guess, because the game's so terrible. Um, <laughs> Houston, uh, they're a plus seven favorite. So Miami's favorite by seven. So Miami is the home team. I guess just because they're the home team, I'm going with Miami. Enough said. This is going to get ugly. Uh, this is going to be really bad, but they could actually win the Dolphins. I'm kind of rooting for this one, but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be so funny if Deshaun Watson just walks out in a Dolphins jersey on Sunday? It can't happen, and I know it's not going to happen, but that will break all the headlines right there. But yeah, Miami for this one. Uh, Miami, keep it short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, you got the Raiders and the Giants. Uh, the Raiders have not had a good uh, week mm -hmm. off the field. It, it, especially, and you thought maybe uh, Gruden was the problem here, but unfortunately, you know, we won't mm -hmm. get into it because, you know, Google's out there, folks. Um, the Giants, I know this is going to be, you know, the Raiders traveling cross-country, you know, against New York. Look, I think Derek Carl probably takes his team on his back, and they should be able to win a handling, but I think it's going to be close, but I still have picking the Raiders. Yeah, uh, my heart goes out to to that family dealing with all mm -hmm. that stuff yeah. right now. That that's not a good situation. So they they all definitely need some good good vibes right now. Um, the Giants did hold their own last week with the Chiefs, but now you got Derek Carr, and who knows? Maybe this team will come out of this adversary because they've they've been through it enough this year. So I'm I'm gonna say. Uh, Vegas, Las Vegas, just because I, I think they need a little bit of boost right now. Logic says you should should take the Giants, even though they're two and a half point underdogs at home. Like you mentioned, Christine, I did watch that game closely, and mm -hmm. the Giants gave the Chiefs all they had. I think it was more about the Chiefs than it was about the Giants, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. But uh, the Raiders, uh, I think two things, as like I said, mentioned with the Cleveland-Cincinnati game. Conjure, of course, the Raiders are dealing with more, much more serious things, but First thing is you have a game to play right away. 
Number two, you're going on the road. So I know it's going to be some national media there, but you're not worried about that. You're just going to mm. go out there on the road and, 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 and focus on your job. And I think the yep. Raiders will do that. So uh, the, the Raiders should win. Yeah, I totally agree. We go around that. Uh, Chargers and Eagles. Uh, Chargers. Okay, this you know the the travel day shouldn't be an issue because they're playing at three o'clock, so this is definitely their their time. I I hope they can bounce back from that loss to the Patriots. So I'm picking the Chargers, and you know don't don't let me down, uh, Justin Herbert. Have your best game the last few weeks. Let's go. I think Justin Herbert will come back for this one. They they should win it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Chargers are favored by three. Of course, Philadelphia destroyed the Lions last week on the road in the Chargers. What's up? <laughs> say that one more time. Just just so you, you can say that one more time. Oh, one more again, as you kids would say. Philadelphia <laughs> destroyed Detroit on the road last week. Uh, of course, the Chargers, we said what we said about mm -hmm. them losing to the Patriots at home. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Uh, Philadelphia is not that good. Uh, the Chargers should get back on track. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers. Hopefully they have a, hopefully Justin has a, a big bounce back game. Now that's going on here with this game coming up both on and off the field. You got the Packers and the four and four Chiefs. That's what we Fox is America's game of the week. <laughs> yep. Buck, <laughs> and your boy Joe Buck, Buck Christine. <laughs> yeah. Buck and Eggman in the game will be calling uh, this one. Uh, Sid, you start this. I think this is the best thing to happen to the Packers. Uh, I'll say this. I said this once. I'll say it again. Lakina, this was Aaron, this is Aaron Rodgers' last run in the Packers uniform. Green Bay fans, get ready. You're going to see the future starting on Sunday. Jordan Love, what is he going to do? We don't know, but I kind of think it's going to be scary close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Kansas City, we uh, they've been exposed all year long. If you didn't pay attention to their game last Monday, I don't know what you've been watching, but I expect Kansas City to win. But it's going to be ugly, scary, close, and the line for that game is two and a half points. So what Vegas is saying is Kansas City is still slightly favored, but it's a lot of money and a lot of favoritism going towards the Packers. It's just about. The unknown what Jordan Love is going to do. I know some people are going to throw out the stat and say, Jordan Love played on opening day at the Saints. Remember, folks, that game was in a blowout. No one cares. And so this is going to be his first professional start. So it's, it's, it's about the unknown. And I think it has to do more with that. And then secondly, the way Kansas City has been playing all year long. But I'm going with Kansas City here. Uh, I, I know Fox is worried about losing some viewers. I don't think so. Everybody's waiting to see what Jordan Love does. And so uh, Fox will probably have his biggest raise up to this point this season, even though Aaron Rodgers won't be playing. Yeah, I, can I just say I'm I'm in you guys, guys, just to let you know that. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, yeah, this is just, you know, Mahomes and Rodgers, they've never really had a true meeting. It, seriously, because what? Last year, Mahomes was injured. That didn't work out. Now, Rodgers is now COVID positive. That's not going to happen. So with all that being said, I just don't see Green Bay winning this one, unfortunately, just because you're kind of throwing a, the kid into the fire, sort of speak. So I I will give this one to Kansas City. It could be a close game. It, it honestly could be. But um, we'll, we'll see what Mahomes does with, with his crew, which hopefully is a lot better than what they have been looking lately. So... Uh, Devontae yeah. Adams will be back in the Packers lineup. At yeah, receiver. I've been back and forth with this game, and I, I kind of even before the Rodgers news. So, 
you know, the defense, you know, is still in question for me for the Chiefs. You know, will they give the ball to Aaron Jones a little bit more? You know, I know he complimented the Chiefs defense, you know, kill him with kindness, as they say. So, uh, you know what? I- I'll-, I'll do it. I'll pick the Packers. I think it's not going to be because of Jordan Love. It's going to be their running game. I think that's going to yeah. be the key for them. And I think Aaron Jones will have like about 150 yards and like maybe a couple of touchdowns. That will propel them to this win against the Chiefs. Just a to- yeah, let's see what that Packers defense does against Patrick Mahomes. It could be the Giants a... forced a couple of turnovers last Monday night. Yeah. Let's see what the Packers do the same here. It's doable, very doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, good one here in the NFC West. You got the Cardinals and the 49ers. Christine, you start this one. See, this is my game I was going back and forth on. I don't know. This could be a good one, too. It's a close call, but I think I'm giving it to the Birds. <laughs> I honestly think I'm going to give it to the Birds with this one. Jimmy G. They did look great last week against the Bears. I'll I'll say that. They had a really good game. Um, But, you know, Arizona, they were undefeated at one point. So, Arizona. I've been going back and forth on this game, too. I know, of course, Arizona had a couple of extra days off. They had the bad taste in their mouth losing to the Packers last Thursday. Mm -hmm. I know AJ Green still looking for that penalty flag. It's not coming back, brother, so leave it alone. Uh, San Francisco, as you mentioned, uh, Christine, they looked great last week here in Chicago. Jimmy G, as we said on Monday, Lakina, uh, Jimmy G looked like the early years of Steve Young at the helm for the 49ers running, stumbling into the end zone. I know, 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 uh, Arizona's favorite by three. I know they won there last year. I, I'm, I'm gonna hop on your bandwagon, Christy. I'm giving it to I'm giving it to the birds, but I won't be surprised if San Francisco won though. I won't be yeah. surprised, but I'm going yeah. with Arizona. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm still picking the uh, the Cardinals, though. I know I know they're saying that maybe Kyler Murray may not be 100 percent for this game, but yeah. I think they still have you know a lot of you know weapons. You know they can they can do the run game. You know give it to James Conner and you know Rondell Moore and just let let them kind of you know carry them. You know. The 49ers look good against the Bears, but then again, who has looked good against the Bears this year, except for the Lions? So, right. <laughs> so who, who, who hasn't uh, looked good against the Bears? But I think it'll be close, though, because these are two divisional teams, division teams. So I'm paying that the cars, but it's going to be very close. All right, a good one here on Sunday night. You've got the 6-2 and two Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson might be able to play, I guess. I know he's going to go through, like, COVID um, protocols and such. Uh, I think because they're at home, I'm picking the the Rams. Although it's gonna be this just be a really good one, even without Derrick Henry. I was gonna say without Derrick Henry, I don't think they're gonna pull it off. Unfortunately, you know he was kind of the glue for that team, and he was the glue to my fantasy football. Team. Oh, that's three injuries for Christine's fantasy no, football I team. Seriously, if you look at my fantasy list with my with my radio partner Andy, it's bad. We've had injury after injury. Our our team's just been destroyed by injuries. But like Lakita said, uh, because it's a home game. I'm going with the Rams. This should get ugly, unfortunately. I have the Rams as well. I was really looking forward to this game, but damn you, injury bug to Derrick Henry. Yeah. I, 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 it, it was really going to be good, but uh, I got the. I said the, the Rams are the best team in the NFC, probably the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I cannot see why they can't win this game, so I'm going with the Rams for this one. And the Rams are currently four-point favorites. Good. Okay, that that, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Even yeah, without yeah. injury with uh, with Henry. Uh, 
All right, last but not least, it also happens to be, you know, a Monday nighter here. You got the Bears and the Steelers. Christine, you start this one. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know what to say. They, they, can't, they can't win with Nagy. They can't win without Nagy. You know, like, it's just, I don't know what to say about this team at this point. But besides, I'm just uh, accepting the fact that I really, besides whenever Detroit's coming up, I don't think they're going to win any more games this year just because everything is just so up in the air between the coaching staff and then Fields trying to find his place on the team right now, finding his footing and all that. I, I was really impressed by last week how they really did hold their own there with the 49ers. I thought for a second, for a second that they were going to win and pull it off. And then, you know, of course, the 49ers ended up ended up pulling ahead um, with the news of David Montgomery coming back for practice. That's promising. I'm hoping that we get Tariq Cohen back in there, too, at one point. Um, but after after the game last week, and my conclusion was this, we we definitely need a different coaching staff because something something else is going on. And, you know, it, it's time to move on from the Nagy era, I think so. With that being said, Pittsburgh's gonna gonna take it home, especially being at their home field on Monday night. Yeah, we'll get into the rumor mill in just a second, Christine. Yay! Regarding the Bears, there there is some news that came out of there uh, mm -hmm. about the coaching stuff. We'll get into that in just a moment. But as far as the game is concerned, the Steelers are favored by five points, and that's about right. As we said, Lakina. Uh, the Bears could steal this one. On the flip side, Ben Roethlisberger could have the game of his life. Yeah. He's 39 years old. He's one hit away from sitting on the couch next to us and holding the cane in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's unfortunate, too. Yeah. Call, call, call me a pessimist, but I see Pittsburgh winning a close one. I, I, I just do. I just do. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think I hope you... I'm wrong, but I'm trying to go with my hand instead of my you-know-what. So yeah. I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think Bills will still have a pretty good game. I think he'll get a, maybe a, a touchdown pass or two. I think he, he keeps them in it. But I think the fact that if you're the Steelers, I think you use your running game, you use Najee Harris, you know, to kind of like lead you to the uh, to the promised land. So I think it'll it'll be Harris that helps propel the Steelers. It's going to be close. It's going to be one of those ugly games. So and no Manning cast, unfortunately. So they decided to have oh, a yeah, I know. that was a bummer. Yeah, I know when I when I heard that news, I saw. Yeah, they're not. You won't be maybe hearing, they know something that we don't know. <laughs> maybe they do, and you know Vegas probably does too. It's going to be a close one, but I'm picking I'm picking the Steelers. I just I just think yeah, yeah. I think you know, Big Ben will probably have one of his best games of the season. So, but oh, Nagy must go, as Armando said. That's probably what yeah. end up happening. But those are picks for Week Nine of the NFL. We're going. We're, this is going pretty quick, guys. I mean, it's a little crazy, mm -hmm. but uh, all right. So, what was your rumor that you heard about the Nagy and the rest of the coaching staff for the Bears? Actually, it came on the podcast. Uh, Benjamin Albright, he's an NFL insider oh. for uh, KOA Radio AMA 50 in Denver. I believe that's still the Broncos or yeah. flagship station. Yep. Uh, Sean Sierra, our guy from Sean and Maya in the morning, you can listen to him and watch him on YouTube every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 to noon Chicago time right here on YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. He played a clip that Benjamin Albright was on a, a, a local podcast here in Chicago, and he said that he's been hearing rumors that uh, that the McCaskies could be serious of getting rid of Nagy and Pace by the end of the year. Uh, as I said before, Lakina, I've been telling people the McCaskies, 
first of all, they're not selling the team. So uh, for those of you that want that to happen, that's not happening. But number two, they're great business decision makers. But when it comes to football, not good. One more again, as you young folks would say, they're great decision makers in terms of business, but in terms of football, not so good. So if this rumor becomes true at the end of the year, so be it. Like uh, like we talked about before, Lakina, Justin Fields, I believe, could, can be and will be good in the Bears uniform, but it has to be under the new coaching staff. And so far this season, uh, uh, the games that we watched, uh, that opinion has not changed for me. What about you, Christine? I, I agree. You know, it, it's time to it's time to move on. They gave the McCaskies gave Pace and Nagy another year, another chance. Uh, I don't think they're going to let Nagy go in the middle of the season. They they have not done that um, ever, and I don't mm-hmm. think that this would be an exception. So they're going to let Nagy, you know, ride it out, play it out, and see what happens happens going forward. But I think right now they're they're definitely starting a a head coach for search for sure. Yeah, Bridgman's pretty plugged in, so I'm thinking that maybe he probably you know there might be some truth to this. But until we actually see it, you know, I'll believe yeah. it when I see it. So you know that this is not their you know their well their will house you know the McCaskies I should say so. But but again, it wouldn't surprise me. But it, it it seems like that's the only way. Maybe if you, especially if you want, you know, Justin Fields to really develop, you know, have a coaching staff that will value him and utilize yeah. him fully. So well, we'll see. Now, real quick, Christine, what are your thoughts on the Bulls as they get ready to get try to get their revenge against the Sixers tomorrow? I think they're doing great. You know, they beat my expectations so far. That's for sure. Um, if, if they keep this momentum going, I think they're all relatively healthy. At this point, I saw an article yesterday that the team is all vaccinated at 100%, which is amazing for for that to even happen. So that just goes to show me that they're all in on this. No matter what side they lean towards, they want to do what's right for the team. And if that's, you know, getting vaccinated and if that's is, you know, coming together as a team, I can expect a lot of, a lot of great things. I'm still sticking to my guns. When I said at the beginning, I I don't think they're going to, you know, win the championship. I don't think they're going to go all the way, but they're definitely going to make a solid run. I think. And uh, not to end the the show on the sour note, Christine, but what did you think about the uh, Phoenix Suns owner situation? Robert Sarver, of course, uh, misogyny and, and racism has been over 70 people interviewed. Uh, uh, the report came out uh, thanks to uh, uh, Baxter Holmes of ESPN.com. Of course, now the NBA is launching uh, its investigation. Uh, and I know people are comparing this to Donald Sterling about seven or eight years ago. We all know how that situation turned out. Mm-hmm. Uh the NBA has no choice, assuming when the investigation is complete. The NBA has no choice but to uh, to force Robert Sarver to sell the team, correct? They have no choice but to do the right thing, right. especially now that the, in, the, in the era in the society that we're living in today. Yeah, right. And I, I got to be honest, I know a little bit of the story. I, I don't know enough to comment about it. But, but what I will say is this. It's terrible. It's terrible. The world that we live in is still full of that hatred. It's mm-hmm. it's the 21st century. I mean, it's almost 2022. We we should be past this, but unfortunately, there are just some people that that don't use common sense, that don't use their head. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, I, I will say the NBA has to do whatever they have to do. They're they're a little bit more, they're on the stricter scale when it comes to organizations that really crack down on things, that's for sure. That's what they have to comment mm-hmm. the NBA yeah. on. But uh let's end us on a happy note there, you guys. We're looking forward to this weekend.
Um, I'm going to be in Vegas in a few hours. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Is it a girl's trip or is it a significant other trip? Um, so my, my boyfriend, he's a, he's a golfer. He has a tournament out there. So I'm going to go out there for a few days, enjoy the, the nice warm weather over there and be back here by Monday afternoon. So it's a quick trip. Oh, okay. Still, you know, still. Yeah, so very cool. And you know, Vegas is you know, go you know, all type of stuff. So you'll definitely I've never find been to Vegas. So I'm excited. I kind of have a little itinerary planned out. Yeah, nice. I, I've been to, I've been to Vegas three times. So you're going to enjoy yourself, young lady. So don't get into any trouble. No, uh, yeah, if if you're going to bet, um, make sure you strip. Uh, you you uh, stick to your your gambling budget, and you should be fine. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Well, exactly. And plus, you know, daylight savings is this weekend, so I'm yeah. yeah I'm like, I feel like I'm going to be in three different time zones in one weekend. So yeah, probably. <laughs> right. That's going to be fun. Yeah, daylight yeah. savings time is full, so make sure you set your clocks back, and uh, yeah, get ready for a four o'clock uh, sunset. So that's all. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of the college footballs to the NBA games we talked about earlier, Sid. And, uh, yeah, and also to some of the marquee games in the NFL. There are a couple of good ones. So, And the Aaron Rodgers stuff, you know, we won't talk about that. I know I saw some of the stuff that some of his comments earlier, and I'm like, uh, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, not, not going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. Of course, I'm looking forward to the Bulls game tomorrow. Hopefully, they'll get their revenge on the 76ers. Of course, all the uh, great games on Sunday. That Packers Chiefs Chiefs is going to be uh, exciting for a whole lot more reasons. Uh, I know we got less than a minute left, Christine. Baseball season is over. What are your thoughts about the Atlanta Braves being the Houston Astros? I know you're a happy person. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Good for Freddie Freeman, too. Yeah. Yeah, and Ron Washington too, of course. You know, third base coach. You know, finally gets his first World Series ring, and mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, you're, you're happy for a lot of those guys on that team. You know, Brian Switzer got his guy his first. You know, gets his first ring. You know, when people thought that he should be gone. So look, you feel is there happy? You know, you gotta feel happy for everybody on that Braves organization. And also too, they lose was for Hank. I think I heard one that the owners say. So yeah, you know, very very good news all around. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Oscar McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter in the IG at Sidkid Eddie. Once again, at Sidkid Eddie. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. Christine, where can people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at cmanica underscore kxrb. All right, it's gonna be a nice one here this weekend. It's gonna be in the sixties here in Chicago this week, folks. So. But, but be careful still that's pneumonia weather folks just saying you know be careful yeah. out there uh for sid and christine on the can this is like sports also we got also got the marshall harris for cbs2 chicago for yes. joining us today great interview as well you can follow you know make sure you follow him every weeknight on cbs2 in chicago and then surrounding areas so for sid christine on the can this is like sports on sports zone chicago and we'll see you next week Bulls, holla. <laughs>